It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hey, everyone. This is Contrarious Live. We're coming to you from out of the dark and. We're actually on a speakerphone um, tonight because uh, my headset mic uh, appears to not be working. Maybe it has a short end. But um, <clears throat> anyway, we're we're here with Matt. Uh, he calls himself uh, OpenThink, and um, we have a limited amount of time. So we are actually going to do a shorter podcast with absolute certainty because um, I have a housemate here, and he uh, my voice is kind of loud. It carries. Uh, fairly well. And God gave me a voice that carries. You ever wonder how Moses spoke to, <laughs> I guarantee it was over a million people. How did the heck, you ever wonder about that, Matt? How did they hear Moses speak? You ever develop a theory about yeah. that? I mean, my voice carries. And so uh, this guy gets up early. And so uh, I, I try to get a break, you know, I try to work with people. And um, so, but we're getting started earlier uh, when we do something. And uh, so anyway, you know, I was I went for a walk today, Matt, and uh, I have never seen so many people wearing masks. There's kids, they're, they're getting out of, you know, junior high school, local junior high, and uh, I think every one of them was wearing a mask home, you know, walking home, except for one one kid. Yeah. Uh, have you seen this kind of thing? I mean, people, um, you know, they're pushing more and more fear of this virus. There's more uncertainty. It's going on and on, and people are trying to. No, we got to do something. So, what is their response? What do they do? They basically tell you two things. You know, you don't need to hear much about hand washing anymore. But it's like you got to wear that mask more. These people actually think they don't know what to do besides get a vaccine. So, the only thing we can do is wear the mask more. And I see all these people driving around now. It's way worse than it used to be. Wearing masks in the car, wearing a mask when they're on a bike. You know what I mean? I mean, to a certain degree, I can understand that. I can understand. I already, I already talked about doing it when you're hiking. I can understand why people would say, "Oh, you don't, you don't want to wear a mask when you're hiking." Well, actually, I tried that, and this one girl like freaked out. Um, she saw me coming, and she didn't have a mask on, but she stopped and she put a mask on, and she turned away from me, and I felt like some kind of a you know alien creature. She was scared of me because I didn't have a mask on. So after that, I kind of thought about it. I go, you know something. I'm just going to put a mask on. Um, you know, it doesn't bother you that much if it's just over your mouth and not your nose. You notice that? And just wear it. And then when someone approaches, I'll put it up over my nose. And I'm, you're basically doing it for them. Because I mean, you can see the fear in her eyes. Have you ever seen these older people? You know, the people, they're, they're, some of them are not even on the Internet. You know what I mean? They're hearing this and that. All they do is listen to, like, the media. The media will scare the hell out of you. You know what I mean? You ever seen the fear in some of these people's eyes? Because I have, you know. Um, wow. Like this one librarian, uh, I, I didn't have a mask on. I just want to ask her a simple question. She was like 30 feet away, and she showed signs of fear. She started waving her hands. And then I raised, oh, she's talking about, I just want to ask a simple question, you know, I, from maybe like 20 feet away. And uh, she was 
basically tell me, I don't want to talk to you because you don't have a mask on. You got to put a mask on please. You know, before I'm going to help you. I was outside the library. She was coming out the door kind of like because she was bringing stuff in and out the door. You know, the door was open. Ever seen this fear on people's faces? It's, it's kind of freaky, man. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I've seen the around here. I've seen people with masks on in the park at the beach, and there's nobody really around. There's they're like 40 feet mm-hmm. away. Well, they make you do that in Australia. I saw this video where this Karen like lady where'd all the ladies go she's not a lady okay anyway asking very masculine she's on this big megaphone like alex jones telling everybody that you're going to be fine if you don't wear a mask i don't want to go to a beach and i i'm kind of first i don't want to go to a restaurant i don't want to go anywhere if i have to wear a mask because i don't like wearing those things mm-hmm. i finally got a mask that i like more and it's actually bigger but it's easier to breathe. These, these smaller ones, I don't like those things at all. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just absolutely awful. I, I can't stand having those things on. I mean, I'm talking about any time of year, but it's really bad like in the summer. Yeah. It's, it's very confining, and now we're starting to get all kinds of research and reports and everything else about all these problems that are being caused by these masks. I'm talking about simple-time stuff uh, with, like, your skin. Mm-hmm. You're not designed to be wearing a mask. Uh, all day long like that on the job or at school, and these kids are running all kinds of problems. I'm not even talking about breathing, you know, your own carbon dioxide or depletion. Yeah. Those are actually probably the two most important things. I'm talking about more minor things that just are being caused by going around and wearing an artificial device over your mouth and your nose. I mean, it sounds kind of dumb, doesn't it? Yep. You no, know, it's like, People are really going to do this, you know? I and mean, if you told people this, they'd go, oh, and here we are. But anyway, it varies a lot around the country. I mean, there's places like out in the country where, you know, these smaller towns, hardly anybody wears a mask, no matter what they say. You know, so, in, but in the liberal states, uh, you know, people are not going to like to hear this if they're like a Democrat or something like that. But I, I, these people, if you're listening to CNN, it, please, you haven't discovered reality. You're not in touch with reality. But they, they feel good. Almost like the government is kind of like, well, we call Big Brother, right? right? A surrogate father, and they really have your best interests in mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so they feel good about being compliant. It makes them feel good inside. You ever thought about that? Every people discuss it. Hey, why are these people doing this? Because people wear masks for different reasons, right? Some people do it. It makes them feel good. And to get the vaccine shot, too. You know, if there's another booster they want to rush out there, they want to be the ones that, I, I did it all. I did everything I was told. Did you do what you were told? You didn't do it, did you? You're a bad person. And so you'll see these confrontations in, in public, you know, in all these videos. It's totally crazy, man. Yeah. But, you know, it's obviously um, a lack of education. These people were lacking education about basic health principles in the first place. So what they have to do is step up to the plate and start educating themselves for the first time about basic principles of health, like oxygen intake is the number one thing that you need besides what we call the fifth element, the ether, whatever you want to call it. They don't even understand that. I mean, they've heard this at some point. But they, are they even thinking, making a connection? You're getting less oxygen, but oh, this is better for you. The number one thing that you need 
to defeat any kind of virus is more oxygen. This is the secret reason why people get a quote-unquote cold, whatever the heck that is. This is no, there's never any tight, narrow definition. I don't think they want a nice, tight, narrow definition. Just keep it vague. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but the reason that people uh, get colds, it's just like a big secret. You know, the government's not going to tell you. In the winter, it's because of lack of <clears> – it's because of oxygen deprivation. We, they don't have this kind of thing in other parts of the world, by the way. Okay? Well, they don't have like uh, you know, a natural winter. You know, in subtropic areas, obviously, okay, but they don't get colds. they don't get colds either. They have other problems, you know, with excess bacteria because of heat and moisture, things like that. Okay, so it's more be more of a year-round thing, but not like these seasonal quote-unquote colds. The reason is we're sealing we're sealing ourselves off in these hermetically sealed homes, which you actually need to do, basically in in a, uh, a northern climate, to stay warm, right? And, uh, you know, they didn't have that. Israel was kind of a semi-arid climate, okay? But, um, you know, hover around the hearth, you know, during the winter trying to stay, stay warm, okay? We understand that, you know. And if it's windy out, you don't want to have cracks or openings in your home. But if you're going to do that, you've got to, you've got to have oxygen in the home somehow. You need to have, like, an air purifier that puts out, uh, like, uh, like mine, you know, puts out ozone, which is similar to oxygen, O3. That's, that's good enough, it, uh, you know, and it works wonderful. And it puts out negative ions, those are really good for you. You find them in nature, waterfalls and lightning storms, deep in caves and stuff like that. And, uh, but um, that's two that of those. the reason why people get colds, and you can't get rid of a cold. That's, when you get a cold, a quote-unquote cold, your body is, is telling you something. You need to cleanse. Um, because if you detoxify, even just like, you know, do a – like a spring cleanse, you know, um, you don't have that buildup in the body. And uh, so the body says, okay, you're not going to do anything, so I'm going to do it. And so that's why you can't get rid- – this is why you can't get rid of a cold once you get one with natural uh, methods. They don't work. What, they, what they'll do, they, they will work like a drug. All these drugs, they don't heal or cure anybody of anything. In case people didn't know that. You haven't figured it out yet? Okay. No, because they don't want you to. At best, they're going to synthesize nature and give it to you in a chemical pill. Okay? It's a form of witchcraft. It really is. Okay? But anyway, <clears throat> uh, it, um, all it does is suppress the symptoms, and the natural remedies don't do that, but they help you get through it. They make you feel better, like an antihistamine. Okay? And you can take all these different herbs and stuff like that. It's not going to make the cold go away because your body has said, that's it. You're going to do this, and uh, you're not going to stop me. Because you should have been fasting. See, all through history, people used to fast. And they used to take animals, believe it or not. Okay? They didn't have to go to the store and get an animal bag. There's a way to do that. Okay? You know, when you would get – when you start feeling bad, your energy level would go. And people did this regularly. The 19th century – people don't know this, but Americans had that kind of knowledge in the 19th century. It's basically gone. Because they replaced it all, this knowledge, this tradition, which is just handed down. I mean, people observe other people or just heard people, you know, doing it. kind of went by the wayside after World War II when the big farmer stepped in there and said, well, you just need to do these things and buy them off the shelf, you know, get a prescription. And it just kind of faded all away. Plus all these cleaners, you know, people were using uh, outside of vinegar all through history. 
for an amazing number of things. Uh, you like to clean your home. You don't need all these products, you see. But you have to, I call it the Mr. Clean principle. You've got to have uh, this chemical for, you know, a surface cleaner, and this one for your floor, this one for your toilet, this one for your toilet bowl. I mean, come on, man. No, all you need is vinegar, and vinegar kills bacteria very effectively. Okay? And it's amazing how cheap it is, but even if you don't want to use it, it's amazing how cheap hydrogen peroxide is. I was just thinking about this today, maybe come on the show. 65 cents still for a bottle of hydrogen peroxide. And it totally destroys germs. You know, it's 3%. You know what I mean? You don't really want to use that stuff on your skin. Uh, but I've, I've played around with it, uh, and it actually is very effective. You just have to put more of it on. It's kind of toxic, so I don't recommend it. It has tin in it. Okay. But anyway, um, I, people are deteriorating. Um, how's your energy level? I mean, everybody... I've deteriorated, and I don't know anybody that has not deteriorated. And if if somebody tells me that says, well, I haven't deteriorated, I'm talking about since COVID, you know what I mean? Uh, I'm probably not going to believe you, and I'm probably going to think that you're really not paying attention to your energy levels, because I don't know how, unless, now, this doesn't have to include everybody, because there's people out there, if you do something significant, uh, some kind of, you know, rejuvenation program, you don't have to deteriorate. The main thing that people need to do is um, is detoxify. And then when you get through with that, you'll, you're guaranteed to have more energy. Uh, but you need to make a lifestyle change. If, if, if that residual fatigue was primarily caused by chemicals, so you just, you're, you're gradually going to go back into that. And you will eventually anyway, unless you have an extremely clean diet. And right now, whoa, that is just really like expensive. And they get more and more organic food in stores every year, products, you know. Yeah. Uh, but the, the prices, that may change, by the way, because people have to buy them. And uh, the way things are going right now with these prices rising, um, we may see a change in that. But so far, every year, do you notice that in your store? They have, it may just be a few products, but they have a little bit more than the year before. You know, but like you look like these, uh, you look at these like non-gluten like um, hamburger buns. They're, they're completely out of sight. The price, you know, who can afford that stuff? You know. Yeah. And it's important to have them. It's important to not eat gluten. But uh, that's why people will go out and they'll like order something, even like Burton King just said, just skip the hamburger buns, you know, because that's the worst. That's worse than the meat. And that stuff will knock you right out too. I mean, if you're when I was younger, remember this? You used to be just run around. You never even took a nap, and you had energy all the time, and you would eat something. Yep. You wouldn't feel like any loss of energy, except for maybe on Thanksgiving, but probably not. You would look at the older people, right, and they would just, like, kick back and uh, kind of yeah. check out for, you know, the older men especially. The women, they're so talkative usually. You look at a family gathering, they keep each other awake by talking. That's my theory. Because the women don't do it as much, but the men do. If you want to say the men are more toxic, I don't know. But the women don't fall asleep as much. Would you agree with me? I didn't even thought about this just now. You don't see women just conked out. Yeah. Anyway, in the last show I did with Josh, I was talking about how we didn't have a cable here for a while. And the people completely changed, okay? 
And it's even more dramatic than what I said on the last show because uh, there are people that are completely conked out. And it's obvious that this high technology coming through this flat screen TV is really affecting these people. I mean, it, it's knocking them out. And they, they can't get to bed. They, they fall asleep. Their, 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 their sleep pattern is totally destroyed. This will happen. This will totally ruin your sex life, like if you're a married couple. You don't want to look at TV when you're in bed. Nope. You know what I mean? The reason, one of the reasons you want to have sex, people say, well, you need to have sex because it feels good. In a marriage, uh, that's not the primary reason if you insert the God factor. It has to do with bonding. Yep. This is why it's so important for, for young women to realize this, to have someone to tell them this, because all these bonding years, they're throwing them away now because they're affected by feminist ideology, and you've got to go out, you've got to, you've got to have a career. You know what I mean? They don't encourage young women to go out and have a family and uh, have children. You ever see that in television anymore? There's nothing. See that? People don't even notice. It's just like, you go, girl. You know, you get your career, and all these career women, they find, like when they're like 45, I mean, they're like making money. They can't even get a date. And that's a different subject. You know, why? They're mystified. Well, someone should have told them. But that's an interesting subject. We're not going to go into it now. So do you have to wear a mask all day when you go to work? Thank no, God I don't have to do that. I don't wear a mask at my work. Well, you 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 work at a place there. Um, they're a little bit more um, enlightened. Yeah, so you're telling me before the show. So they're not buying into all the yeah. No. The, the, yeah. 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 That, that's good. Now, some of these other companies if I'd work for, I'd have to have the vaccine, and then I would have to have a double mask. Oh. <laughs> Excuse me, I've never said it on the show. It's become obvious. Uh, probably about a year and a half ago, the, the Lord Fauci, okay? Uh, because people were, were, everything he says and does, it's all monitored, you know. He's deliberately, he keeps changing his mind all the time. At, that, at least that's what it appears to be. I saw this right away because I Yep, you remember saying uh, years ago that, <clears throat> that you, you'd see this kind of in the old days, like the newspapers, they were doing this a long time ago. They have an article about, you know, how coffee is, is actually good for you. I mean, and then like two weeks later, they have an article that says it's, it's, it's bad for you. And then it would go back and, pe- and then it would be, you know, drinking wine. Okay. And then they say it's bad for you. And the other subject, go back and forth. Did you ever hear me talk talk about that in the past? Yeah, I heard that. Okay, that's psychological warfare. And what it's designed to do is create apathy and inaction. Because if you're not going to investigate yourself, I mean, in, in the pre-internet era, what are you supposed to do? Go to a library, read a book? Yes, that's the only way. Unless you're going to get a newsletter because you're already in the health or something. People didn't figure these things out. And they would just go by their doctor, whatever the doctor said. You know what I mean? I mean, can you imagine... If, pre-internet era, yeah, like, oh my God. I mean, it was like, fortunately, people's health was actually better, you know. But I mean, when I was uh, young, elementary school, I remember getting vaccinated. And, and nobody raised a protest. Nobody just, well, just go along, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
It was that way for decades. Same thing back in the 40s, you know. Now look at, see, and that that's because of the Internet, you see. And so anyway, I mean, uh, um, it's a good thing that you work for a company like that because I would really hate to have to wear a mask on my bag. And I know another guy that works at a supermarket. And he's developed, you know, problems with his skin. I'm having to do that. And it's just totally natural, you know. Anyway. So what would you like to talk about today? You said something about the uh, the zombies. Uh, by the way, they just today they had a, um, well, you know, it's on BitChute. All the alternative stuff they won't allow on uh, on YouTube. So it's all shifted to BitChute and other places, a number of them. But um, they're actually building, I mean, it's not like conspiracy theory because he shows it. They're building this considerable wall uh, entirely around the White House. And it looks like they have these uh, portals there in these certain places made out of glass. I haven't actually seen those in the video yet where they actually have, like, like for guns. And this guy's talking about a zombie apocalypse. When you, when you hear that, you can roll your eyes. Oh. Yeah, zombie apocalypse, you know. Actually, if you go to the CDC website, I have not said this on the show yet. So brace yourself because you can go see it yourself. Uh, they actually have a, a, a web page with a lot of links for the zomb- zombie apocalypse. And I'm not kidding. And so you're thinking, well, that's kind of funny that they would add that humor in there because this is like an important subject, really serious, right? Yes. Okay. So you, you, you peruse that yourself and look for any hint of humor anywhere because there is none. And then, you know, have you heard about the zombie apocalypse thing on Amazon? I'd have to look it up to it. I don't know much about that. Have you heard about that? You may have not heard about that. I've, I've heard about the I've heard about the zombie apocalypse with FEMA uh, about four or five years ago. Uh, I, I heard about stuff like that uh, from FEMA. Well, I mean, there's there's no tight, narrow definition of the zombie apocalypse, but uh, I have to admit that I actually believe that something similar, you know, not like in Apocalypse Z. The film, I actually watched that film. It was actually watchable. I didn't get through most films. I, I got through it, not in one sitting, though. But uh, not in something like that. You're always going to be exaggerated to entertain people, you know. Or you might have to tone it down because reality would be too awful. And that wouldn't be entertaining, you know. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that some of these dystopias that they show are actually less cruel than what is actually going to happen eventually. Yeah, actually, the prototype for that, by the way, is the, is the film. It's a silent film. It was a German film in the 1920s called Metropolis. Have you ever seen that film? Uh, no, I haven't. You ought to watch that because it's on, uh, I believe it's on, uh, yeah, it's on YouTube. What's it about? Well, uh, a zombified technocracy where the people are just worker slaves. And they just kind of shuffle along. It's used for exaggeration to show that they're just mentally gone. You know, uh, they're they're just a bunch of robots, and uh, it's got all kinds of esoteric stuff. And it's so esoteric. If you talk about it in the show, people they wouldn't be able to relate to it. They've got a, a female figure in there that's very prominent. Her name's Maria, 
And the people were shown revelation, I believe, that she's this figure that we talk about in the show, the prominent one, and you just it's not even worth talking about. So they know what's coming. And so because they know what's coming um, and they know what certain important people that are here, you know, like in Micah chapter 7, it's talking about eight people. One is a child. One is a woman. And then there's um, there's eight males. It talks about seven of them. See here. Okay, the child is the eighth. So I think that, yeah, there's nine of them. These people are here. They know that. Okay? And they put these people in movies, and um, it might be entertaining people, but I don't think they're really all that convinced about it. No, anyway. Oh, how long the... I got this article here real quick. It says Amazon. This is like... Oh, well, you're going to do that to me. Oh, okay. This is a U.S. Today article, okay? They're going to hit me with that ad blocker saying, you ever get tired of that? Yeah, that happens a lot. It's getting worse and worse, and uh, I know that, you know, they need money and stuff. It says Amazon wrote a zombie apocalypse clause... Clause, C-L-A-U-S-E, into its terms of blah, blah, blah. Oh, terms of service, and here's why. And so they're actually acknowledging this in USA Today. So you can go look it up if you want the details. There you go. But, you see, they're taking it seriously. Do you protect himself in the future when a zombie apocalypse actually happens? Well, every single, um, basically, month that goes by, you're seeing these people on videos. It's getting worse and worse and worse. You know what I mean? Uh, The last one was um, a black guy that pushed an Asian woman. Of course, it's never a hate crime if it's a black person. The only hate crimes are done by uh, white people, right? Yeah. Did you notice that? Yeah. One single time, just one time. Were they ever implied, even just gently, that a, that a black person or black, the black community or people in the black community could be possibly racist? And that one time they did that? Uh, it ever happened. It was back in the um, you know, mid-60s. We had the Black Panthers real prominent, and they were in the news a lot, stuff like that. I've heard nothing since. I was just a little kid. I mean, you know, I know that they said something. They must have. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. You know, you don't hear the term black supremacy, right? No. You hear like, just like you don't hear the word conspiracy fact. And so when I talk to somebody for the very first time, I don't, I don't fool around. I'm going to yeah. throw stuff at them that no one can prove wrong because I don't need to talk about conspiracy theories. And I, 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 their heads are just spinning because I throw mathematical facts at them that no one can refute because they're too redundant. So the, the main thing that you do want to do if you want to <clears throat> uh, transform somebody's mind very quickly uh-huh. you simply bring up this is one of the most powerful things because they're watching television right and they've been probably watching for decades now so you simply bring up an important subject and this has to be a subject that is it's immediately recognized as being important they will recognize it okay okay and then you're going to say can you remember that one time when they talked about this important subject and it, right away they're going to see you got them we're not yeah. going to argue with any people they're going to go yeah that's true I want you to agree with me. When I talk to a Jehovah's Witness, I talk about things they've never heard before. I already know they've never heard before, and they're really curious people. 
and they kind of bounce up and down their heels with a big smile. And you know what they want to hear? They want to hear more. You know why? Because they're on lockdown in that diabolical cult. Oh, yeah. And they will not allow the people to hear them. It's like all these older books that I purchased over the years. They will only allow them to view the <laughs> through a glass partition window or something. You can look at the, you know, the book, but you can't read the book. We don't want you to read that book. Because you'll probably lose faith in the Watchtower Society. Actually, there's so some people are so conditioned because you know you'd have to, their whole family and multi generational. They'd be the first person to break away. You'd be surprised how many people in the Watchtower. I mean, you know something's wrong here. They just don't know what to do because it's so anti-church. The evil institutional church. They don't say institutional. And uh, they try to like demolish the Roman Catholic Church, and then after they do that, which is just that's just a straw man technique, and then throw everything else in for good measure. Well, that was easy, you know. And uh, <clears throat> Christianity is basically evil. So they have this anti. I mean, these people. I've talked about this before. They're actually scared to go into a Christian bookstore. They're not scared, maybe uh, too strong a word, a little bit anxious. I know this because I actually, well, I talked to like one person who owned a Christian bookstore, but it made sense to me because the Jehovah's Witnesses would come in to get. Um, well, this was back in the older days, so I don't know if they do this anymore. To get their, some like their name put on a Bible or their one of their Bibles, you know, is where do you go to do that? You know, you don't do it at your local kingdom hall. But when they were there, you could tell. She, she said that they were just like looking around. You're not supposed to even look at these books, you know. Yeah. But they're they're really curious because they don't get to see all these things. But they're like, they look kind of fearful because there's like demons. You know, in the rafters here, hiding behind the books, you know, they're ready to jump out of you. And they kind of get in and out kind of fast, you know, in case someone reports them. Uh-oh, you, you stay too long in that local Christian bookstore. Yeah, but that, they actually go there for that one thing. Okay. Oh, that was back in the day, though, right? One, yeah, this was back in the mid-'80s, so that was a long time ago. About 87. That's when I talked to the uh In my opinion, uh, Jehovah's Witnesses are becoming more intellectually liberal it, it, for one simple reason the internet. You know, they had these draconian policies initially, and they had to relax them because uh, they're gonna, just going to lose too many people. So that's what they did over time, you know. So, yeah, I mean, go look at the CDC uh, zombie uh, apocalypse webpage and, and try to find some humor there somewhere. Because there isn't any, and you're going, what is going on? They're treating this like a serious subject. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you already got this background here. And then people, like I said, I don't want to say every day. I think, you know, I think it is every day, okay? Uh, but these people out in society, I mean, this black guy <clears> – <throat> He pushed this Asian woman, elderly woman, into a train, and she died right in front of everybody. And they have a picture of him, and he's got his tongue out like he's a, a – some. what's the guy, Gene Simmons in Kiss? You ever seen him stick, stick his tongue yeah, out? Yeah, yeah, Just yeah, like yeah. that. Just like that. Did he look remorseful? No. He's totally zombie. You know what I mean? These people are dangerous, and they're – they're all over the place in New York City now. This is why people are leaving in droves. 
And if they can leave, they're getting up and leave, leaving. And you know that they're leaving California in droves. They're going to um, Texas primarily. And a lot of them are going to Idaho. It's amazing. It doesn't seem like they're going to Oregon like they used to. Uh, because people are starting to wake up and realize you want to, you don't want to go to these um, these blue states. That's where all the draconian stuff is going on. You know what I mean? Well, the, see, California, the, uh, there are droves leaving, but it's only from two or three counties. It's not okay. from that, yeah, that's that's true because um really um California gets some um, stereotyped. We're really only talking about uh Southern California. We're talking about Northern California is totally different. In fact, I've actually said in the show that he could easily make the case that Northern California on I'm talking about on the west coast. Yeah. In the coast. Western part of okay, Northern California. It's actually better than uh, Oregon and Washington. But really, when you look at Oregon and Washington, the, the big problem is, is really Portland and Seattle. And that's what gets all the, uh, the media and everything like that. I mean, those two cities, they, they're absolutely ruined. All you have to do is just um, go to YouTube and put in a video of somebody driving by or walking through, and they're kind of giving an update of what it's like. It's unbelievable. All the crazy stuff that they, people defecating, they used to talk about that, you know, in San Francisco. They, they're doing it up in Seattle, right out in the open. Yeah. yeah. You can go on. I can go on and on and on. All these nice stores uh, in these uh, strategically important places, you know, you could normally get business. They can't, um, because of these laws that they have, because of these liberal governments, they hardly even punish these people. You know about that and these laws like in San Francisco. And yeah. these things, they just take advantage of this, step right in there. Well, so they just lazily walk into these stores. I saw this one black guy. I'm not picking on black people. Okay? But, I mean, he happened to be a black guy. He's a young, young kid. He say- just, um, I, told, I, I told one story where the guy, there was a black kid. He was on a bicycle in a store. And he just slowly filled up this great big huge plastic bag right in front of the um, employees. So, reading that video, and that, and also the um, the guy there is supposed to protect the whole place, and he, he didn't want to get involved. He just watched the whole thing. They're filming it, but they don't do anything. But this other black kid, I mean, he just casually walked out with all this junk stuff, stuff. Okay, and um, the uh, I think the owner of the store came up to him with a gun. Put a gun with him. He just looked out and dropped everything and just casually walked out the store. They're not even moving at a fast pace. They're not rushing. They're not even concerned. Are you pointing a gun at me? Oh, okay. I just put it down and walk out. Okay. Unbelievable. So they have these stores are shutting down because they can't. <clears throat> these people are coming in and terrorizing. It's actually some of the homeless, okay, but some are professionals. Like you know, they come in like these flash gangs, and uh, they're in and out so fast. And they actually tell the employees, and I'm not necessarily to disagree with, you know, don't get involved with this because it could, you know, it could danger your life. Like it's, your job is not worth your life, you know, especially you've got a family. You don't want to get involved with that. You're not going to accomplish anything. You're not going to stop them, you know. And it's just these are quality stores, and they can't, they can't function. They keep, like, <clears throat> I saw this one where they, they broke all the glass, and they put the glass back. The very next day, they broke all the glass again. What do you do? You know, 
I got to clear my throat here. Go ahead and say something. Well, the thing is, where where all these uh, uh, robberies like that are occurring mostly is in San Francisco. There was a robbery gang that came from, like, in Beverly Hills area. That was it. But San Francisco's way worse than L.A. Yeah, that is national news. <clears throat> yeah, the thing is, the county of San Francisco and L.A., that's who are leaving out. When you go to other parts, Orange County, me and my wife are in Orange County back in the s- summer, uh, and we spent a, the weekend there. We went uh-huh. all. You didn't have to wear a mask. We go to we go to a restaurant, no mask. We go anywhere indoors in Orange County, especially in Costa Mesa, no mask, no nothing. So, have you heard, have you heard all these stories about um, <clears throat> about crime in, in in places like Hollywood Hills? Yes, there's Hollywood Hills. They, these people actually invade their homes. In fact, there's one lady, they, um, she was an actress. They, they murdered her. Uh, she was married, and um, they actually, she had a, a hired, um, you know, got a protector. Yeah. Just took them right out. Or went around around them or something. There's no problem at all. <clears throat> it's, it's crazy. You know, you think about it, you live in these homes where, you know, you're protected uh, from a thief by a, a glass pane, you know what I mean, a pane glass. Does that make you feel confident? It wouldn't me. And uh, right now, I wouldn't feel comfortable living uh, alone in a little place like where I was living uh, with, with a nice home. I mean, where I live with my, my mother. Yeah. But we, had, we had two home invasions there. One girl just came right through the window. She opened the window and crawled through. I talked about it on the show. She, I think she was on mind control. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Then we had these other two punk kids come in. In the summer where the, the back door was wide open, they just walked right in. I remember they that. that um, so they, they, what they do, they come to your house and they say, would you, would, would you like your lawn mode, your landscaping or anything like that? You know? And they're just scouting the house out. To see if an older person uh, answers, and they go, oh, you know, and they'll keep an eye. And say, oh, yeah, it's an old lady. You know, I mean, usually they're studying. People wouldn't see me that much. Yeah. So they just think that she lives there. You know, I, yeah. I'm, in fact, I actually think I saw these two kids. Okay. Do that. That's what I, I said. What I said. So, anyway. so you said you want to say something about you're seeing these zombified people <clears throat> around more. Oh yeah. By the way, how's the, the commute? If you notice the commute deteriorating, because I've talked to uh, the truck drivers, and they have said they're actually seeing. Okay, on a conspiracy forum, they, they, these truckers are saying they're claiming that people are like crashing into trees and doing all kinds of things that they didn't even see happen before. So I asked this trucker, I said, "Are you actually seeing these things?" And he said, "Yes." There's a market deterioration. So you're just. He's going to see things that you're not going to see because you're going back and forth. But it's actually the worst time is the commute. Like if you got like a regular type job, like nine to five or something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. But are you seeing any kind of market uh, significant deterioration in the daily oh, yeah. commute? Every day. There you go. Okay. All right. Well, in the morning time, my commute to work is not bad. It's it's pretty reasonable. The people that I see around. They're pretty focused on just going to work, just like I am. 
and it's not too bad. The worst, the worst is uh, the worst is in the afternoon, uh, and people either are going too slow, and they're not even paying attention. It's like their eyes are there, but their mind's gone. And I've seen almost four wrecks this week, almost, because people were turning on red light and they weren't paying attention. Okay, one thing that they're seeing is that people are on the freeway going like 40 miles an hour. They're not even old people. It's like they're just zoned out. Because that's dangerous to do that. That's not safe at all. That's, oh, let's go slower and be safe. No, we've got to go with the flow of the traffic, you know. Right? Yeah. Yeah, L.A., though, L.A. is not – L.A.'s not – LA's bad, but it's not like San Francisco. It's like the more liberal the place is, the worse the people are. And I see people walking. This is absolutely true. What you just I, said. Yeah. I mean, people to figure out that's why they don't want to live around these people. They want to live away from them. Yeah. Because I'm noticing, too, uh, when people are driving – in the afternoon, in the mornings, it's not too bad. Mm-hmm. But in the afternoon, today, just like today, I'm already at an intersection, and there's somebody coming fast by me in the left lane, left turn lane, and it was still green with the arrow light. But and they weren't, but it turned yellow, and and it was already red before the person could get there. I thought, you know. You're going to stop. Normally, you're going to stop. This person went out, and the person was coming the other way, and they almost collided today. They, it was only, like, probably a foot and a half. Okay, like, I just noticed this yesterday for the first time, that I was just walking the library. I'm walking along the road. There's four lanes, and it's, it's 35 miles an hour. And I'd never, I've never noticed this before. But I was amazed at how fast and aggressive uh, almost – well, pretty much everybody was – going because they were all going at the same speed otherwise they'd be lagging behind and uh making somebody probably uh, angry and yeah. uh they were you know I, and i've said this before i mean they're rushing home for what for their programming what are they rushing home for for their programming they're totally addicted to that screen yeah you know and I've, now, said, I've told other people I'm addicted to the internet. I think everybody. I think we're all addicted to the internet. Yeah. Well, I've YouTube is very addictive. I mean, I'm not. I'm not yeah. talking about anything bad. I mean, I can sit there and watch. I can go on virtual hikes. I actually go on virtual road drives because I don't have a car. Yeah. I mean, it's not really a regular drive, obviously, but I mean, it's the next best thing. And it's amazing some of the stuff that you can do. It, it is addictive. And then I'll play like music or something in the background and uh, multitask, and it's it's actually a lot of fun. Yeah. And by the way, I just want to say this real quick back to the show, but there I think there was some kind of fundamental shift in all of our minds in 2020. They did something to us. I think God allowed the whole country. We're under this umbrella of nefarious frequencies. It's actually a curse from God. I know my minds can't process that. Okay. But anyway, I mean, um, I, I, I changed, and I started looking at all this. Um, I mean, I would have thought it was trivial or mundane two years back in, like, 
2018 or something like that. And I started getting off. It's not all bad or anything, but I didn't, I didn't even spend time looking at stuff. I would be off in more intellectual pursuits. You know what I mean? Like I would, I, I'd like to watch these hiking videos. And all of a sudden I started, I, I'm not a food oriented person. Okay. Uh-huh. And um, I live up in my mind and um, if food doesn't have that big pull, with me, the other people do. They've got to have that. They look forward to that evening meal. I never, I don't even have like a regular evening meal. The people come home, they're looking for, what are we going to eat tonight? That's one of their primary pleasures of the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. In fact, if they're not having sex, um, it's, you know, what, what what's on the screen and what's to eat. That's it for them. That's their day. You know? You know? And uh, I just, um, I've never been that. I've never been a food in person. But uh, it, um, it's really remarkable. I don't know. Um, uh, so, so you're saying most people are are addicted to YouTube as well, like in the sense of it's very addictive. Um, but there's so many, such a variety of things to watch. And I started watching these cooking videos, and I'm not, I don't, I don't, I don't like uh, preparing food. Why am I watching this stuff? And I discovered that. Um, well, I thought a lot about it because I always evaluate things. And uh, you, you probably haven't heard of asthma. You know, um, I think that's how it's uh, pronounced, A-S-M-R. We talked about it like one time on the show. What is it again? Uh, it's these videos, uh, they're typically females, and they will speak into a, a special type microphone and kind of like whisper. And you kind of have to experience it. Um, some of them are very good at it, but it has a uniquely calming effect. I think it was kind of a, a discovery. People didn't know about this before. I mean, maybe they could do it, but they didn't have the technology to do it. You know what I mean? Or nobody thought about it. But because um, I was all, already into all kinds of um, – I mean, I bought the best CDs that you could get out there back in the 90s and 2000s. Uh, it's broadly just called, like, healing music. But I mean, it will actually work um, to calm you if you got a you know good. Got to have a headset or something like that, you know. But I would combine it with a sound and light device, which they used to call a mind machine. It's very powerful, you know what I mean? Because it have these binaural beats, and you can turn them down. They're still effective, and they would be in the background while you're listening to these. Um, and people, you know, Chris would say it's new age music. There's nothing threatening about it, you know. I mean, you can say, well, they have back masking or this or that. Well, you can say about anything. I actually believe that that stuff is virtually everywhere. I said that years ago, and it's just like, I don't even talk about that much because it's just too far out. They've got hidden um, information on every page of every book, unless it's some small independent publisher. I ran into this information before I even got it on the internet. We were into some of the best stuff that you could buy out there in books, you know perusing all this stuff. These are like these great big huge books. They're still available. <clears throat> They're called The Matrix or something like that. I don't really recommend them because there's a lot of New Age gobbledygook in there. Uh, the guy that put them out is connected with this cult. Um, I don't want to go into it right now. <clears throat> not too far from where I live. In fact, this cult now is basically, t- basically taking over this town uh, my mother was raised in. <clears throat> of course, she what, grew up in this town. What, Episcopalian? I don't want to talk about it because it's just not necessary. And this, okay. This, you know, this this person has a lot of money. Okay. 
and uh, they had to go around and sue people, and uh, they go, it's not, it's not, you know, okay. I, it's not, I don't think you can do it. No. Know, people say negative stuff about her all the time. This is yeah. not worth it. I don't okay. care, man. She's a, a channeler. She's been around a long time. Yeah. So, so you're saying. I think she's a CIA. It's obvious she's a CIA operative. In fact, yeah. uh, evidence she actually worked for the CIA when she came up with her story about she contacted this being, this being contacted her in her kitchen. That's enough right there that probably, if somebody knows who I'm talking about, they go, oh, you're talking about her. Yeah, okay. the other people won't know. Go ahead. Yeah, so you were talking, you were, you were. By the way, that town is improved visually. I don't know what's going on in the background, but I mean, there's, you know, health food stores, um, all kinds of things that are natural. I mean, she owns these shops and it's, the town is booming. Yeah. And, and it's, the appearance is way better and everything. And there's a lot of money there. And, and the people don't complain about it, from what I can tell. But anyway, go ahead. So you're, you were like mulling over and evaluating YouTube and like the internet. So you, you're saying, like in 2018, you weren't really into like watching too many YouTube videos, right? No, no. In fact, you know, I really used to um, remember when I used to really say a lot of negative things about YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I okay, but when I was doing that, I was only talking about you know conspiracy-related information and uh, actually religious type, deeper type information. Those two primary categories. Because uh, other people, like one guy uh, said on Facebook, you know, well, I really like YouTube videos. I mean, they're good for like self-help around the home. I wasn't talking about that stuff. Yeah. And I was talking about how dumbed down it all is. They don't do anything deep. People think that they're getting something deep. There's not now. See, it's totally the environment's totally changed. We've already gone through that stage where they they expunged all these people. They kicked them out. It's amazing, though, here and there, you'll still see people on there. For some reason, they haven't been kicked off yet, and some of them are agents. Yeah. But they will also kick agents off. I mean, the agents actually know. They play along with it, you know. The obvious one is Alex Jones. He's playing along with the game, isn't he? Now you can say, well, he's um, – remember Dave? Dave? He's a <clears throat> MK Ultra, you know, mind control subject. <laughs> if MK Ultra is around. For all I know, it still is. I don't think so. I think that was way back in the 80s. I mean, it went on longer, but I mean, they got all kinds of mindful programs. They always give you like one name. And they give you anything else to focus on? No, you're just going to talk about MK Ultra forever and ever, you know. But they don't go in, you can't go into depth. See, I had a big, like we talked about before we pushed recording, I had a big background in book learning, okay? So I was experienced in getting all these details. You're not going to get these details unless you can't – I mean, you could. I mean, what's the point? If you're going to read from a book, you might as well just read the book yourself, you know, on YouTube. But on certain subjects, you have to go into adequate detail. And people that don't – are never exposed to that detail, they're just exposed to a certain basic type overview, and that's all you get. And I actually told you that you, you basically have to do that. I, I, didn't I tell you that I, I can't even do on the show if I want to stick on one subject and get it all kind of detail? I mean, people, yeah. there's not that many people that are interested in that. That's the thing. People yeah. are they're just not interested. You know, I mean, I, I said, on, I think on the last show that, you know, this format for the show is probably, I expect it to change unless it's a completely different show, but I'll, I'll still be talking. 
uh, because at some point we're going to have to go rope by rope through the Bible and produce pretty much all the evidence for some of these things, get it all out on the table and do it, focus on one subject. I've always known that we've needed to do that. You know what I mean? And I told you before the show, I'm not going to say it, why, why, do, why does Dave even do podcasts? And it's not something that people would come up with on their own. I told you why. Why do I do podcasts like right now? Remember I told you? <laughs> it has nothing to do with any of that. So anyway. Yeah. Have to do with my motivation for actually doing something. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, yeah, there, and there's also people here. Um, walk, I mean, just walking down the street with masks. I seen a person with two masks on the other day. And they were well, outside yeah. walking. There was nobody near them. Yeah, they think they're protecting themselves from other people. And I, I think um, a considerable number of them actually think they're protecting themselves from the big bad virus, period, by wearing a mask. Yeah. Pretty obvious they actually believe that. Yeah. Oh, like I said, also, they'd like to be compliant. Did, I, did we say that before the show? Uh, no, we said that during the show, right? Um it makes them feel good inside to be compliant and do whatever the government says. And uh, I'm not picking on women here, but uh, women have more of a tendency to do that. You understand that women vote Democrat more, they're more liberal-minded. You need to hear somebody say this because you don't really hear it. It's right in front of your face. Women are liberal, okay? And women trust the government more, and women do less conspiracy theories. This is a fact, okay? And... Um, People criticize them because they have more of a group type think, you know, group mind, and uh, but they're generally more compliant with government mandates. Just look at the vaccines. You look at all these videos like you see um, out there where women are attacking, usually on TikTok, attacking the unvaxxed, you know. You're a bad person. You're holding society back, you know. It's almost always a female. And you're holding everyone back. And saying crazy things like, you people are dangerous. Something needs to be done. You know what I mean? <laughs> and understand what she's talking about. You know, first of all, you have to figure out what's in the vaccine. Do you know what's in the vaccine? Just ask them a simple question. I know how to reduce these people to ashes. Do you know what's in the vaccine? They don't know. See? And they will actually repeat something they've heard. They've heard this over and over. They might hit you with another question, you know. Are you telling me that you don't trust the science? That, that's, that's your best response, by the way, because that forces a response at my end. I'm going to like that one. Uh, the way that I deal with that is like any other cult thinker. I'm going to say uh, you're not, we're not claiming here infallibility, infallibility, are we? So you're going to admit that science has made errors? And now I'll just go from there. It's basically very similar to the Watchtower. I've, I've come up with this before. You have what's called present truths. That's what we have right now. This is the present truth, whatever Lord Fauci says, and you have to do it if you want to be a good citizen, a good American. You know, He's talking more and more about we have to lose some of our personal freedoms for the benefit of the whole. Well, that sounds like a cult to me. I mean, anyway, whether it is or whether it isn't, you know. Um, but today, the authority tells you this is this is. This is the present truth, you know what I mean? And you have to do it, or you're a bad person, or you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. 
Yeah. Wow, this. And if you don't do it, you know, you're, you're like evil. You know what I mean? And you can be shunned. Now, we're seeing this shunning behavior. Actually, you see it right out in the open now with vaccines because there's this big chasm, division between these two groups are at each other's throats. This is the social engineer's dream. Wouldn't you agree with me to get all these people fighting and bickering? See, I'm looking at more of these videos than other people. I, I, I watch everything that I have time for yeah. on these conspiracy forums, and it's getting worse and worse and worse, um, the divide between two. You got the vaccinated uh, people that are, you know, scared of being around these people, and the same is true uh, to some degree. With actually, there's people that are actually more exposed to what's going on, to more information. They don't want to be around the um, the vaccinated people because they believe that they're. It's called shedding, right? You've heard that term by now. Yeah. There's other terms for it, but that's not. I'm not sure who created that term. I'm a little bit suspicious about it because I don't think it's a very good term. It's been criticized, but that's the term that we keep hearing. Uh, surely we can create a better term. There, there here, have been terms, but they don't use it. So anyway, hey, sorry. what? Yeah. Here, here they call it spreading. That's a better term. That's a better term. Uh, the conspiracy community keeps using the word shedding, and uh, I, I have my suspicions about that. Yeah. They, will, they will give the conspiracy community their terms. The conspiracy community, you know, it's actually um, predominantly younger people, uh, up to like people in the 30s. You, you get up into your 50s, people change. Um, they, it's a big subject, but, but their mind changes. Um, people become more compliant and they don't, you know, you don't, you don't see these people protesting out in the streets that are over 50 years old. It's younger people, right? For the most part. People just kind of settle down and just kind of accept reality. And let's take an example. I've talked about this recently, um, listening to people, but you, you, when you see people arguing, let's say for instance about, um, theology going to argue about the bible okay on youtube yeah you'll notice that these these the people that do it are, are mostly in their 20s and 30s but my point is you don't see people over 50 doing this and yet um if they, were, if they were under the same conditions like they had the same technology same environment there's a good chance they would have been doing it when they were in the 20s and 30s there's a reason why people do that there's a human tendency with the fallen human nature uh, it has to do with the ego, like I talked about over and over again. You, it's just like you can't just sit there and just soak in all this knowledge from books and the internet and not, you know, say anything about it. At some point, you're, you're, wanna, you're gonna want to go out and communicate what what you know. Well, how do you how do you do that? You know, because you want to tell people, right? Okay? What you know, and uh, and what it leads to is argumentation and debate, uh, because we actually have this internalized programming. In this consumerist culture, all of us do. It's directed to every single person through the technology, through the screen, all these subliminals and commercials, everything else that's, that's thrown at us, okay, uh, to compete. And you will see it's a big subject how men compete with each other and women compete among themselves, even you know when they're in middle school, okay. But you'll see now women competing with men in the workforce. It's like warfare, you know. What I mean? Isn't it interesting, you will see a common opinion out there among both males and females, whether they're 
conservative or liberal, and here it is, should we be surprised, they would prefer not to have a female boss. You hear that? Now, why would they have that opinion? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, based on experience. That tells you something. This has to do with objective evidence about women being in positions of authority. Okay? Look at all the um, non-white female politicians in America. And just think for about five seconds. Yeah. Notice it's all basically summed up in one word, or you could use other words, negative. That's what comes to mind, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it's not going well, is it? And what it's doing is it's weakening this nation. You look at these, look, look at Russia. You know what I mean? They don't have all these these people in leadership like this. And uh, Russia is becoming stronger and stronger. And we come, we're becoming weaker and weaker. And uh, Putin, he does not allow uh, you know, transgender um, people to have children. They got laws against this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Same with yep. China. They So are we getting stronger and stronger day by day by allowing all these things? No. Everybody oh. knows. Everybody that can still think straight, which actually most people can't. Sorry. I'm not really talking about my list. I'm just saying this, this society. I mean, this society is gone completely mad. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, you would think people would be able to figure this out. It, all these the woke policies that they have in the military, are they strengthening our military? No. If you think they are, you <laughs> not going to change your mind. You're one of them. Okay, watch out. The woke military. Well, Russia and China, they don't have a woke military, do they? I mean, this stuff, and you speak against it, oh, that's been criminalized, you know. Yeah. Oh, they'll kick you out. I'd say if you're in the uh, military hierarchy, you've got to keep your mouth shut. You can't talk about these things in the military. You can do it after you retire, and that's what people do. They keep, but they have to keep their mouth shut. Anyway. That this country is not becoming stronger every day, whatever you may believe. It's becoming weaker, and our military is right. becoming weaker. Right. And if we get into a big uh, war with um, – I'm not going to say this about Iraq, but, I mean, if you, if you, if you were, if we're going to go at you know, NATO and the United States, uh, don't be surprised if this country abandons us, by the way. Uh, I, I, we've been told by Revelation that uh, Britain is supposed to abandon us at some point in the future because you know, we're, we're going to go down. But if, if if it was like NATO and the United States versus uh, China and um, Russia, we're not going to win that war. People just don't like to think about it. This is awful subject to think about. We're not going to win something. A- absolutely. Yeah. Well, we're not going to win that war. So I, I I tell you what, I know that the Russians I see here, they love a lot of American people. The people that like think straight. Uh, yeah. They can't. They can't stand the average now politically correct American. But no. but like people like you and I and other people that you know we know, they we could sit down and have a glass of tea or water or something or whatever, and they're cool. Now, I I like. Uh, I I personally have I've said uh, uh, from the Russians I've talked to that have connections back to their home. They they can't, they don't put up with uh, all this uh, degenerate stuff as much as we do. 
I mean, uh, they're really uh, 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 old school family tradition. And mm-hmm. I don't know if this is true or not. So, you know, only by revelation we can know if it's true. But Putin has vowed, I know it's the Greek Orthodox Church or the Russian Orthodox Church, to vow to follow the teachings of that and not follow the liberal leftist. Absolutely. Isn't that something? Yeah, you know somebody, and I was out. Let's see, I was at. Uh, I don't. I don't claim to fully understand that. By the way, but go ahead. <clears throat> yeah, that's. I mean, I don't know if that's true or not. You could take it with a grain of salt. But to, from what I've talked to people, Russian people here, there is truth in that. Uh, they they said no. Where I'm from, uh, transgender is not going to be having library time or story time at the library with kids. That would be a big no-no. And now, did you hear about did you hear about what happened in in the liberal ELCA? Now they're having story time on Sunday mornings uh, with the transgender and the evangelical Lutheran Church in America now. Now I actually have not heard that. Yeah, it came up. There was an article about about four days ago. Uh, in Las Vegas, you can look this up because I've seen a video on it, but they'll, they'll, they'll set the stuff down on YouTube, so I'm not sure if it's there. I think I mentioned it before, but um, they had the little kids uh, dancing, um, like little boys and little girls. Uh, it might have been different situations, different events. Um, uh-huh. With all these, um, they were throwing money at them. These are people that don't have a normal, traditional sexual beliefs or practices, you know, they used to call them perverts, right? You can't, you can't say, oh, <laughs> oh, what'd you just say? You know, you're attacking, you know, anyway. So are, um, you, are you, you saying, you got to watch out what you say in Canada about anybody. What? So are you saying were, that, it's like a, like a strip show for kids? Yes. That you is should sick. be able to find that. If you look hard enough, it, I wasn't, well, I, I, I followed a link on a conspiracy thing, but I watched the video. You know how they, like in, in a strip club, they throw money at them, and that's what, the, that's what they were doing. It was, it's very obvious that um, when they had the little boys dancing, um, these were homosexuals that were doing this. You know? uh, are you kidding and me? the little girls were doing it, and they were um, into that kind of thing. You know? I, it, this has actually happened? And yes. Oh, Lord. But out in the open. And also, they're um, going on. I mean, they're actually. No, there is a different side to this issue. It's a little bit more complex than this, but I mean, I just want people to know. I mean, they actually have pole dancing classes for young girls in churches. No way. Yeah, you can Google that. But you know, um, I don't know if I should even talk about this, but I mean, I mean, there's a way to. <laughs> Why does pole? You can uh, use that technique of a pole to get exercise, believe it or not. I've never yeah, heard anybody say this. It, it doesn't I know somebody, have to be evil, but the whole context is bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Now, they used yeah. to have problems in these churches where the evangelicals would complain if they had, like, um, we would talk about this. Um, you know, they have, like, uh, yoga sessions that offer. Like, in these big mega churches, they have, like, this kind of stuff. Yeah. And I would be on the side of that, but um, there is a liberal agenda behind all of that. Um, just, just 
you know, do what it is, just distract from the, the most – here's the two most important things. Okay. The worship of God – I'm not talking about singing songs about the victorious church. That's, that's not – you're not worshiping God. You might think that you are. And also the um, exegetical teaching. What is exegetical teaching? Somebody has to explain with some kind of authority because they have a gift from God. What does this text mean? Yeah. If your church isn't doing that, you need to think about leaving. Yeah. Well, Dave, most people have never even heard of that term, what you just said. Well, explaining, what, explaining the scriptures. Yeah, they, 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 they never heard of that term. They never heard of they never heard of Jesus and Isis. If you said exegetical, they they wouldn't even know what they're talking about. That's a problem. They they don't understand. They don't. They wouldn't even understand Isis or exegesis. See, by the way, when I speak to people and every day, I do not use that kind of language. Of course. Very occasionally, I might use a word, and it, and I'll actually like in my mind, I'll go, I shouldn't have said that word, because they don't know what the heck I'm talking about. And I have had a few people. Uh, maybe two or three, they'll say, I don't know what that word is. I just saw this guy, uh, I think I said it in the last show. He used to live here, and uh, now he's homeless. And uh, But I, I said the word when he lived here. <laughs> this is a funny story, okay? So I told, I'll, I'll tell the funny story. I think I told it before. <coughs> so in, Mar- excuse me, in March of 2020, this is a guy that sat around and watched cartoons all day long and laughed. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, that story, okay? I, I went outside. And he was sitting there, and he extended his arm and made it straight. And then he, he pulled it back like a door, and he's going to slam it. And he, and he went out. I think it's like a big handshake thing. You know, I'm supposed to respond and do something similar. And I pulled back. I said, haven't you heard about social distancing? He said, what's that? Okay. He, didn't, he never heard anything because he doesn't even pay attention. He doesn't listen to any news. I've looked with other people like that. They don't even know what's going on at all. Okay, they're calling it a pandemic. He's not even heard of it yet. <laughs> so I was talking to the kitchen, the, the basic stuff, and I used the word propaganda. He had never heard of the word propaganda. There you go. Well, where's he? Stop and think about it. Where are they going to hear that word? I mean, to us, it's like a basic word. They don't hear that word. Nobody's. If you look at like what we call normal people, we call them normies. Yeah. They don't say the word propaganda, even over the course of their life. This is true, right? So the people around them don't say it either. Do they say it on CNN? <laughs> no. Uh, you might be surprised because um, if it did, it would probably be something associated with Donald Trump. Yeah. Donald Trump, Trump propaganda and calling it a cult and all this crazy stuff. If I heard it, I saw it with my own eyes. I go, you got to be kidding. And it, and it ended up in the news, you know, all these alternative sites that go, Katie Kirk, I think it was her. I, I think it was called a cult. Like it, they, they called it a cult. Yeah. But like, you know, I, I forget exactly what she said, but I actually – I'm just walking up the stairs. I'm not looking at this stuff. I just go up and down the stairs, and I, I head to go up the stairs. Here she is live talking. She's actually saying that. I actually caught it on the air. It's unbelievable. Yeah. They can do this, you see, but but the conservatives can't. Yeah, they have to walk on eggshells and be careful of everything they say. I've talked about that on the last show. Yeah, there's certain types of people out there in society. They can say these are unlearned people. 
So the unloaded people with the biggest mouths and, and the least knowledge, they can say anything they want, and they can say it any way they want to say it. You know, with the MF uh, word, which I've, ne- I've never said, three times in a sentence. And they can also be a politician because I've seen this kind of thing. I've watched these videos. They're, this is a politician, and they're talking like this. And all these people are standing around, and nobody blinks. No one says, oh, you know, this is wrong. No one reacts to it later. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't have said that. And they know that. They can say whatever they want to say. But if you're conservative, you have to be. You have to walk around eggshells. Yeah. And it all goes back to one thing: um, money, money, money. That's they they create the money system, and now it's, it's very obvious that you could be, be potentially punished if you say the wrong thing on Facebook and get back to your employer, and uh, they'll fire you the next day as soon as they find out what you said. Yeah, it's a comment about Donald Trump. Or it could be a comment about Joe Biden. It depends on your employer. I haven't heard anybody getting fired about commenting about Joe Biden. What uh, Facebook will do is just block it. Yeah. You can't even post the link. Or you know, I'm I talking about typing here, but I mean, if you, I tried to post a link um, uh, before Christmas, uh, something like that, off of uh, BitChute. Yeah, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't, like, it doesn't erase it. You, it doesn't do. It does just like nothing. Just avoid. I tried it twice. Nothing. No. They're yeah. blocking. Have you ever heard of this app called Clubhouse? Not yet. I'm going to write it down because I, I always I uh, haven't heard of. I always write it down. What's that like? Yeah, uh, I was in there. It's like a. It's a. Is it one word or two words? Uh, club, no, it's one word, clubhouse. Okay. It's a compound word. Uh, they use it as a compound word. I was in there because I knew some people in there. And um, I just put, like, what I believe. You know, you know, they ask you a general bio, so I put a little bit of stuff down. Yeah. And I'm just talking to people. And then we're having a good conversation about you know, reality and, like, the church system's bunk. And then, and we're talking about directive energy weapons, and they're, you know, they're listening. And this mm-hmm. guy comes in, he's asking me questions, and I'm answering. And uh, he doesn't like it. He's like, I have an answer for everything you ask. And uh, then he starts to play dumb. Uh, I'm like, why are you playing dumb, man? Uh, and uh, he said, well, I don't like the reality that you're talking about. I, and you know what he's saying there? I, this guy could have been like one of them, you know. Yeah. But uh, setting that aside, remember what we talked about before the show? The emotional, how everyone's becoming more emotional since the Genesis 3 fall? Yeah, yeah. Okay? It's just, and it's like really accelerated in the 20th century. But that's an emotional reaction. He doesn't like your worldview because it doesn't make him feel good or make him feel bad or just I don't like how it makes me feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did he ever address any issues? You know, like see, people didn't used to talk this way. Now people will just protest, but they don't. They don't say anything logical or reasonable. No, they he stand up their feet and start shouting. That's what yeah. children do, don't they? Yeah. People yeah. are literally programmed. Here we go. In the ideal situation, the social engineer wants everyone 
to never mature into a normal, like traditional adult. They want them to be um, like a teenager, adult children. Yeah. Well, I, I was saying, I was saying that you can't trust stuff. Everything has social engineering, social engineers. And I'm talking about how cultures are created. You got the theory, and once this guy does that, all the theories go out the window. I'm going to back this guy in a corner as fast as humanly possible mm-hmm. and uh, establish authority. What you see, there's no authority for these people. So am I going to establish that I'm the authority? Because you're going to say, that's what Dave's going to do. No, I'm not. No. I'm going to establish that he's not the authority very quickly. Yeah. And the way you do that is through simple, basic questions and or something that nobody can refute because it has to do with redundant mathematics. I already told you. Yeah, he suspected, he Don't suspected, even get into a back and forth with these people. He didn't answer the questions or nothing. He, he was silent after I started asking him stuff. Well, that's good because if you got people looking on, he's not scoring any brownie points. So, then he blocked me. He kicked me out of his room. Oh, there you go. They're going to punish you, yeah. Well, that's then, fine. You don't want to be there. And then when I was going to other rooms, people are saying all this other stuff. And, you know, I just realized I prayed. I said, like, and I, I felt like the, God was saying, like, most of these people are not even near having any understanding. They're they're still, like, in a church system, like, devout church system and devout, like, propaganda of social engineering stuff. So, so what you need to do. You need to be in a conspiracy forum where people are thinking along those lines. The problem is you're trying to do it in a Christian context, and most Christians are not conspiracy theorists. They don't want to be conspiracy theorists. They have no motivation to talk about conspiracies. Their pastors don't believe in conspiracies. They're just like um, like a doctor uh-huh. or you know, like a college professor. He might believe in conspiracies. Oh, that has to do with Donald Trump, you know, just like CNN or something like that. That's where their yeah. mind says that. So um, you, if you got all these people just randomly in there, and there's a few of them that talk like you know, Christians who believe in conspiracies, and they're going to be soft conspiracies, it's very important. I've probably said this on the show, but Christians do conspiracies less than secular people. They are less conspiratorial, which is very interesting. The question is why, and I've explained why in the past takes a little bit to explain why but they are definitely less conspiratorial go just go to youtube with what's left of it and look at the, the you know the cons- christian conspiracy theorists that really stand out in or how they compare with the non-christian ones they they don't compare well i know yeah. i know the names out there yeah okay and i would categorize those christians as soft conspiracy theorists anyway that's why I deliberately called myself a deep conspiracist yeah. because um, these people, they're not even getting there uh, because yeah. they actually have not even thought about these things yet and they're still waiting and it may never happen. Most people, if they have a comfortable life, this is like, it sounds kind of simplistic. They will not really get into deep conspiratorial stuff. Really? You to do something to your mind. Um, this this can be true for just Christian, you know, religious type things too. Yeah, you just you know kind of float along, believe what you're told. You know, you look at people who have a high income. Yeah, they have a comfortable life. Uh, they generally do not do conspiracies. So so basically, you're saying 
the higher the financial scale for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. They're, le- they're least to, de- to seek and understand conspiracy yeah. theories. Mm-hmm. And you'll see the opposite with homeless people out on the streets in the cold. Uh, I mean, they're not very intelligent. Uh, they've got access to the Internet, you know, maybe uh, through the library. They might have a phone. They can get an Obama phone. Yeah. Uh, but they're searching for answers. You know what I mean? You know what causes that? Pain and suffering and lack of security. Those three things, I mean, people have, I'm talking about like physical things. I'm not talking about emotional things because emotionally, most people are suffering. And no one cause of, of, of it's not Satan, okay, of emotional yeah. suffering is dysfunctional people. Dysfunctional people are everywhere. They're in your family. You can't even go to like a, a Thanksgiving dinner. Like on these conspiracy forums, they talk about these people. These people are zombified. They're unreachable. America was totally divided over the holidays between the vax and the unvax. There, in fact, um, Lord Fauci he was saying, you know, these, these people, uh, you're not supposed to invite them. Don't invite them. You know what I mean? I heard him say that. Yeah. Stay away from them. I already said before that. Well, the the educated uh, unvaccinated people have the same opinion. Yeah, you know what they're called. You know. Uh, Former uh, Governor Como, he was saying that we were like drug dealers and criminals and thugs if we were unvaccinated. Yeah, they made a, a, a remarkable number of comments that are just totally outrageous. Um, you have to wonder, are you really that ignorant or were you actually told to say that? Uh, because it's a deliberately inflammatory statement that increases more division, which is what they want. You, you understand they want more division, right? Of course. So they're gonna, Let's take an example of this. I talked about years ago how they would um, – um, Pat Robertson, his father's Illuminati, okay? So I'm not worried about him. Uh, he's an agent on a payroll, and um, he would come out and make these incredibly imbecilic statements as if it represents the entire – like he's the pope of Protestant church or something, which is not even Protestant anyway. He's not a yeah. Protestant, okay? He's a, anyway, he's an actor, okay? Come out and say something completely stupid, like about UFOs that they're like demonic entities or something like that. You know, that the and the very next day, whatever he says, it's 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 a highly inflammatory statement. Jerry Falwell does the same thing. He's he's no no longer with us, fortunately. Okay, same same guy, basically same um, same situation there, agent on a payroll. Okay, and the very next day, the media is all over it. Why are they all talking? Who cares what he says about this subject? Because they want to do this to create division, and they want to do this to create this perception of what Christians are like because these, unless you interact with somebody at your workplace, these people are not even around, quote-unquote, evangelical conservative Christians. What the heck that is today? Yeah. So this is where they – and also when they see Christianity represented in movies. I'm not talking about historical films. If you look at a non-historical setting, uh, in fact, one of the few exceptions would be like a a horror exorcism movie. They may just might uh, allow this guy to come off as a – he's not going to be Roman Catholic, okay? Uh They they, they just not totally use it as a propaganda piece, you know? It's quite rare. 
But I mean, uh, Christianity is no longer represented in films as anything positive. It's always negative. Over and over and over. This is the propaganda, and this is what people. This is their perception of Christianity. It's all I know. They don't investigate Christianity. In fact, the media. I've said for years they just throw out the term fundamentalism. That could be uh, Orthodox Judaism. It could be uh, conservative Christianity, or it could be uh, Islam. Okay. Don't even distinguish. They just say fundamentalists believe or did this or something like that. Because like I've said, the propaganda, in order to be effective, it has to be simple. They just say fundamentalist, And the people have a negative reaction. Oh, those fundamentalists. Well, they're doing the same thing with the term conspiracy theorists. It's getting worse and worse and worse. They've convinced a significant amount of society now that conspiracy theorists are mentally ill. Or could be. It could be mentally ill. Your neighbor got a Trump sign out there, you know. He could be he could be dangerous. Well, you know Trump, man. He he was pro. He's a suburban terrorist. No, you know Trump was pro vaccine. Yes, I know all about that. And he's um, it's a big subject. It's very difficult to talk about Donald Trump. There's a, I'm not a, a, a I'm not pro Trump, but I think he's a un, unique historical figure. You got to understand that God works through all. Um, men in history that are placed in a position of authority um, for good or bad. It doesn't matter how evil they are. This is the teaching of Scripture. You call it the Balaam principle. Now, Balaam was just just a prophet. You see how God just worked right through him? Now, look how he worked through um, Cyrus the Great to achieve exactly what he wanted through a non-believer to bring Israel back and restore the temple. Those were edicts or decrees that came from Cyrus. Do you think God might have been involved in that? You better believe it. You see that? And say, well, what about free will, Dave? Well, if God wants to do something, he's just going to do it. Okay. He's not all that worried about that. But God can make you do whatever he wants you to do without violating your freedom. Because he's a real smart deity. We don't hear that too much, do we? No, we don't. God's so smart, he can get you to do what he wants to do without violating your freedom. Go prove that wrong. Uh, well, you can't do that easily, can you? <laughs> Think about that for a while. Hmm. How do you yeah. do that? Uh, I'm not sure how you would do that. <clears throat> anyway. So, so like, real quick. So, yeah, like, God could use anyone. Like, you know the average person who's, like, uh, evangelical, like, Armenianism? Uh, I just want to say one quick thing about that. Did Luther Torn coined that term, and he would not consider any of these people evangelical. Think, not only would he consider to be liberal, Luther, he wouldn't even consider them to be Christian. Go ahead. Are you saying Martin Luther? Yeah. It might be the word evangel. Martin, um, Martin Luther, Martin Luther would, would put a, 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 a hefty sermon and make a, a, a call of repentance to these liberal Lutheran churches heart in the heartbeat. I'm telling you, he, he would not consider them to be Christian at all. He wouldn't uh, even know um, the devil. If you have, like in old days, a, a prophet would go to God's people. If, if one of these prophets were here today, he wouldn't even go to these people. He would, yeah. In other words, they're not even worthy of a re- rebuke. Yeah. You have to merit a rebuke. See that? 
that's actually a privilege. God sent something. See, God sent Jonah to Nineveh. That was actually a privilege, wasn't it? Because the result was beneficial to Nineveh. But he, he didn't do that to other cities. So see how it's actually a privilege to have the prophet from God, the mouthpiece of God, to come to you? People don't think of it that way, do they? <clears throat> when you think of prophets, something like that, it's all negative, and, uh, just like the Israelites do. But he's not going to say anything uplifting, is he? See, we're so full of compliments all the time that people don't realize. You got If you're a pastor, you got. If you don't make people feel good today, actually about themselves, they will get up and leave. So you're thinking, well, these pastors are all corrupt. They're just telling the people what they want to hear. The pastors, it doesn't really work that way. They kind of slide into this mentality because we're all affected by this society, this TV society. The old days, they used to speak, preach against television. Well, it's kind of hard to do that if you're watching television every night, too. And you're the pastor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. That's true. Most of them are watching porn, too. That's. I'm, I'm not a fool, so, you know, when I see these studies, I don't really believe them, but I think that, um, yeah, pastors that are hooked on porn. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So, um, but, um, but the one thing, is because they'll put those kind of studies out to make pastors look bad. Go ahead. <clears throat> but the one thing that is awesome, after all this and the end, that eventually all will be saved. That is the most... Well, you're talking about the by and by there. That's in far distant future. Hell, um, in my opinion, it, it's not as bad. Yeah. Stop and think about it. That's, that's good. Straight here. Hell, is hell an important subject? By default, it would be an important subject, Okay. It's one of the primary subjects that when people think about Christianity, that's they're not believers. That's a subject that's important to them. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's an important subject by default, okay? But so there's going to be, therefore, there's going to be propaganda about hell, right? Yeah. Well, where was the propaganda? Well, you were already exposed to it. So they will do two things with hell. One, just like I always say, down through the centuries, the polar opposites. Okay, mm-hmm. so they will make hell like this big party place, the ACDC party hell. That's for the young, ignorant, non-religious people, right? So this big party, man. God doesn't want you to have any fun. If he did exist, in the other extreme, which you see on the History Channel, you'll see none of the party hell. But uh, you'll see Dante's hell. The hell that is presented to you in a serious tone on in like a TV documentary it's always Dante's Inferno, okay? That those, there are um, non-canonical, quote-unquote, scriptures out there that have commonalities with um, Dante's hell. One of them is the Apocalypse of Paul, which I think there may actually may be two of them. I'm trying to remember, <clears throat> which I think is um, either a forgery or largely a forgery. It probably has the same purpose as Dante's Inferno. Uh, D- Dante was <laughs> – don't even get me going on that guy. 
There's some evidence that he actually was a 19th century figure. I know this sounds like totally fantastic. And they moved him back in a historical timeline. I would, if, if that's true, I would seriously question if he even wrote those books. Because they can easily be ghostwritten. I mean, Hitler didn't write Mein Kampf. If you want to believe that, that's fine. But I mean, um, it's besides, it's not that big of a deal to ghostwrite a book anyway. I mean, uh, Hal Lindsey eventually admitted that his books were ghostwritten. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with a book being ghostwritten. Um, you got two people working on a book. What is one person's ideas, and the other person puts in the labor. You know, they both get some degree of credit. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the thing is, if you're a Christian, you need to come out and let people know how all that worked. Otherwise, they're going to think that you did all the hard work. See, it's been going this way for a long time. Look at somebody like, let's say that um, Josephus was a legitimate well-intentioned church father, which I don't think he was, okay? And, uh, but see, he didn't sit around and write books. He actually had women. He was surrounded by women. I'm not criticizing this at all, although you could. And uh, they wrote everything down. Kind of like a, a cop, a, like a typist or something like that. You know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with that. That was a practice in the post-apostolic era. And you know why? Because it's more efficient. See that? That way yeah. you have more time to do what? What you need to be doing. If you're gifted, you don't need to be going around doing like physical, laborious things to keep your mind active and keep going with what you're doing, and that's discovering the truth. Because um, the reason we are not that intelligent in this society, the reason we don't discover that much, besides all the pervasive propaganda, is because we die too young. Yeah. Think about how much experiential knowledge you could have, just based on experience alone. You know, that was dumb, don't do that, if you just lived to be 400 years old. Do you know? Yeah. I mean, eventually people learn not to go on alcohol binges um, uh, because your body just starts to break down, so you start becoming more conservative. It may take you till you're in your 40s or something like that, you know? But people yeah. do because their body just breaks down. You're going to kill yourself. But, uh, so that's experiential wisdom. You know, I hear a little kid, you know, crawling around the floor, or, you know, putting hand on a hot burner, or you go straight ahead, you're going to hit a wall. You know, you're going to do that one time. You know, oh, yeah. you've got to turn. <laughs> you know what I mean? Experiential knowledge. I'll say knowledge instead of wisdom. We don't have a lot of that in this society, but um, people don't live long enough to become wise, truly wise. They die too young. Like I've said before, the great, these great minds out there, people like Tesla, I mean, all of them pretty much died um, too early with these big projects on the table. They need yeah. more time. Well, you don't have the time. So what I did, knowing all these things, what I've done, I'm actually doing what I don't see anybody else out there doing. I do it ideally, you know, 24-7. It's not really, but that's basically all I'll do, is building and formatting the big picture, which is the most qualitatively the most important thing. I want everyone to know this. There is nothing more important. It includes religion, okay? The big picture. You know what that is reducible to one word? Here we go. Reality. Now, the Illuminati, they know this too. They know that reality is the most important subject. You know, what is real and what is false? Wow. 
that sounds kind of bizarre just talking about that way, you know, because people don't think this way. Because they buy into a lot of um, false reality that's foisted upon them, and they actually don't even have the time or motivation to critique it. It takes too much time. And once you understand that everyone's just deluged with propaganda, then you understand why it takes so much time. You see that? To figure out what is the truth and what is false. Okay? But in any kind of uh, – everything used to be tribal, okay? In each one of these tribes, there was always an authority. That was his job. And then he dispensed that knowledge to the tribe. And he was an authority. We don't have authorities today. we got people on Facebook going back and forth. Everybody's supposed to be well, – you, you can't say you're better than him. So his yeah. opinion they, – they sold us on this. His opinion is, is – you're trying to say that your, your opinion is worth more than his? Why? And they'll try to make – turn that into some kind of ego thing. You think this about yourself. People didn't used to talk like that. A little here or there. People had reputations uh, that were established in society. If you were an authoritative teacher in first century Judaism, you had people talking, oh, he has a big ego. I'm not, I'm not going to listen to him. You didn't think about that. If you had a desire to learn, you didn't care about their hairstyle or whether someone said they had body odor last Tuesday and you can reject them, something trivial like that. No. In fact, in my own life, I experienced that very young. Yeah. Um, I had a huge desire to learn, and it didn't matter where it came from. And, and this is true to this very day. It can come from any source. It could be a non-Christian source. You see that? Because this is the way God said everything. God has taken away all this knowledge. You have to understand that. Christians don't believe this, okay? Even the scriptures teach it. And so he's dispersed it out there unevenly and unequally, and he didn't dump it all in the Christian church, just what we talked about earlier. You can see very clearly Christians are significantly less aware about what is going on in this world that has to do with, here we go, conspiracies. They just, I mean, if you go to like these big, the, the biggest, there's a, there's a forum out there called Christian Forums. Yeah, I'm actually signed in there, you know, as a member, never said a single word. Probably be a big waste of time. And um, I mean, they are like conspiracy ultralight. In fact, I don't. I'm not aware of any Christian conspiracy forum that is not conspiracy light, like big time. Yeah. Are you? No. I'm there isn't anything. The the big ones that are out there are controlled anyway. Like um, oh, vaguely. That guy is a complete. Oh. You don't have anything good to say about him, do you? No, I don't. Okay, that was a joke. Yeah, no. he's absolutely wretched. You talk about a sensationalist. That guy is constantly talking about. But it's at the end of the world too. It's like Elvis Jones in 1999, literally yeah. December 31st, 1999. Okay, yeah. the end of the world. I actually uploaded on the own on my show here, it, you know, had nothing to do with me, just to prove, you know, it, I don't want to digress, but he did that to discredit himself. He had to take orders from somebody, completely destroyed his whole career. Yeah. He had to do something that, he's not that stupid, but he had to. 
You discredit yourself just like David Icke came out and said, I'm the son of God. Okay, now you've destroyed your entire career. Okay, so now you can go out and be a conspiracy theorist and, because you discredit yourself. And you notice that these, um, these controlled sites, if they ever mention like David Icke on CNN or something, it's an, or in a magazine, it's amazing how many times they will go back and say, well, he claimed to be the son of God. I mean, you can't really have an article, like an introductory article about David Icke. Yeah. I and I want to pronounce it without them bringing it up. I mean, it's going to be somewhat critical. They'll bring it up basically every, every time. Yeah. And what this does, it, it, you're causing the person to, he's a lunatic, and what, you, what they want you to do is discard everything he says. What they've done with the human mind, they've trained it to think either or. It's either this or that. Or that. This or that. There's nothing in between. And it's only things that are discussed. The thing, it couldn't possibly be something that you never hear about. Let's take like UFOs. How many times with all these years, I mean, you've watched television, and if you don't watch it anymore, you've watched it before, just like I have. I don't watch it all, okay? Nothing, okay? But every time that you ever watched about, you know, theories about, you know, UFOs and these aliens, you notice that not one single time did they ever talk about a possibility that could have to do with military? No, um, they, they, they say that. No, it's always yeah. a, alien, UFO. Yeah, because that's what it is. Yeah. And primarily because um, look at, there's nobody that's going to come along here and say, uh, oh, that can't be true, what I'm talking about. There are other minor sources of UFOs. Uh, but they come from subterranean cities. And people hear that, <laughs> you know, that, that's your laugh reaction because uh, that's a program reaction because they don't want you thinking about what's under the ground, obviously. <laughs> they, is, is there any story going to come along and say, oh, there's no underwater cities? Do you realize how idiotic that is? Why wouldn't the Illuminati build an underwater city? The reason you're laughing with a laugh relax is you're highly reflex. Uh, it's because you're highly programmed people, like most people in society, and uh, you're actually programmed to react that way. Most people will react that way. But look, uh, I'll say a good number of people will react that way when they hear the term mind control. To them, that's like, huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't go, see, what you're doing, you're like forcing their mind to react to something. They don't, do people ever go around day to day thinking about mind control? No. No, never. So you're forcing them, you're bringing a foreign thought into your minds they never think about, and their reaction is going to be, <laughs> what? You believe in mind control? <laughs> you're weird. They start backing away from you. you know. And yeah. they do. They do start backing away. You'll see the body language, and you'll see it in their eyes. That is a programmed reaction. These people are not free. I'm talking about upstairs in their mind. They're in mental, intellectual bondage. And I've said in the show through the years that God has actually put his own people under this intellectual bondage. And I've given examples of it over and over again. I don't know if it, the message is getting through. Um, I've developed terms like um, frozen minds. And how did their minds become frozen? Uh, God did that. It's a curse. It's a punishment. It's kind of complex. And uh, are people open to hearing this? Actually, most people want to hear things when they go to church that make them feel good and secure. Yeah. That my relationship with God is secure. Did you know that everyone wants to believe they're going to heaven? 
Did you know that people used to worry, like Martin Luther, he used to throw himself on his bed because he didn't have an absolute certainty in his mind about yeah. whether he was elect or not. These yeah. people today, these irreligious people who go to church and whatever the heck, have a Bible on their coffee table. I'm not just talking about Roman Catholics, okay? They, they're not concerned about their future state because they don't even think about it. People used to, and they used to be somewhat anxious. These yeah. people all believe they're going to make it. They just believe that they're going to make it, okay, and they don't think about it. Now, ask yourself, do you think these people are more spiritual or less spiritual? Because there are certain things, when it comes to the subject of God and your relationship with your standing before God, you should be somewhat anxious. I've said before, if there was a prophet that was to show up today, uh, one of the big messages, look at everybody. Say, some of you are better than other people, and some of you are really big trouble, but God's displeased with all of you. That's how far you fall in your products of this society. You don't realize how far you are from God. Because God used to do this a long time ago with Israel. And then, and then, but they were, back then, there was a few people. This is why Elijah thought that he was the only one. Now, stop and think about this. In uh, Orthodox Judaism, there's certain uh, segments that actually believe that he was greater than Moses, even though he was a non-writing prophet. I totally disagree. But he has this high reputation, okay? And, I mean, it's like almost spotless, even though he wasn't perfect, because he, <laughs> he had a couple things there that's mentioned there, okay? He got really depressed and discouraged. But he thought that he was the only one that was left. That was his estimation. Looking around, right? Yeah. What do you think he would see today? They didn't even have technology back. Technology is the number one thing that corrupts people today. There was no technology back then. What do you think he would think about the society if he thought that everybody was reprobate and he was the only elect person left? What do you think he would think about this mess, dude? <laughs> By the way, he's coming, he's, this is kind of funny because he's coming back. Subject, that actually, when it says Elijah, Jesus wasn't speaking metaphorically. It's 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 confusing because the word, <laughs> as far as a, um, a coming Elijah, it's it's used both metaphorically and literally, and that, that actually is confusing. Uh, but when Jesus um, <clears throat> said in Matthew 11, he said um, Elijah has already come. Okay, and he was pointing to John. He's referring to John. Yeah, in past tense, he wasn't speaking literally. Now, we actually know that because of the text, so this is not a theory, but you have to you know, work through these little problems. The reason we know that, if you go, if you go to John, um, I'm not sure what chapter it is, either John 1 or it might be chapter 2 or something like that. Anyway, emissaries were sent to um, John the Baptist, and they asked a point in question, a real simple question. Okay, You're not going to get out of this question. Okay, We want an answer here. They said, are you Elijah? What do, you think, what, do you, what do you think he said? He said, no. He said, but I'm the voice in the wilderness. So he was acknowledging that he was a fulfillment, which I think is a, uh, has a double fulfillment in Isaiah 40, verse 3. But yeah. he denied that he was Elijah. In other words, they had this belief, which I've talked about before, which Christians don't really understand. But it's a view... Um, um, a few people uh, incarnate. Okay. Yeah. It, in other words, it's not normative. 
It's an exception to the rule. Uh, but they had this belief. They had this belief. I mean, it's right in Scripture. Again, it's not a theory. So for, you know, that a few people can incarnate, like an ancient patriarch can come back again and create, oh, no, that's pagan reincarnation. But you see, they had this belief. And, and also, you can see also disciples had it. But Jesus asked his disciples, he said, why do the people, what do the people say? About me. And they said, they said, some say you're Jeremiah. You see that? Yeah. The common belief of the people that a patriarch, like a holy man, like Jeremiah, could come back and become the Messiah. See that? Well, yeah. that belief was present in first century Judaism before then, and it, um, it's not present in our Christian culture. <clears throat> Oh, sure, you'll find something somewhere on YouTube or whatever. Numerically, it's not even 1% of 1%, so it's not significant. And, and when you have to search hard for it, uh, it tells you something. Why you have to search so hard, because you're not going to find – here's the thing. You're not going to find people locally that believe that, right? Have you found anybody locally that you know believes this kind of thing? Have you? No. I think anybody. Not even here. That's the advantage of what we're doing right here, see. People say, well, you're talking about it. Well, you stumbled upon this podcast one way or another, and that's why you're hearing it. And people don't realize that this is extremely rare to even be talking about these subjects. So you should know that because of all this Davidic material, which I actually say very little about over the course of the year, and there's a reason why. Okay. Yeah, you've been exposed to it. You've studied it. We could, you could say Davidic theology, if you want to say that. But when we say that, we're not talking, we're not limited to um, no King David. It's eschatological. So I'm curious because people are, why would it be eschatological? Well, because the, the, the primary name, people never even hear this. The primary name, proper name, people say, it's, well, it's not a proper name. Okay, but in Scripture, for the Messiah, numerically, okay, is David. I'm not, as far as I know, it doesn't use the word Jesus at all eschatologically, but I'd have to review that subject. But I think the reason it's confusing is because we have different views of, of the timing of the second advent, you see. So if people think that this passage has to do with the future, they're going to go, you know, but actually, I don't recall any passages like that. Um, but I'm just saying, Jesus, the term, it might say Christ. But can you think of any term where it says Jesus uh, in, re- in specific, in specifically referencing the second advent? There might be some. I don't recall any. Oh, um, are you talking about with the Davidic or just in general? Uh, the, the name Jesus. Uh, with the second advent? Yeah. Um, with the literal name of Jesus? No. I've seen I've seen uh, Word of God uh, in Revelations, then the Messiah, mm-hmm. and just Christ, but yeah. not Jesus, the name Jesus. See, no. Jesus, what I'm presenting here is a scenario where Jesus was a 
you know, a man, whatever you may conceive of him. You want to think he's a god man or whatever, okay, but he, he lived and died in the first century. Uh, Chris has assumed that when he comes back, his name's going to be Jesus, even though it says David over and over again. So, I mean, you can develop this theory of, um, which I had for many years, okay, many years, uh, of um, the secondary figure. In fact, um, named David, who was directly under the Messiah, like an earthly regent, right? Because I knew that he made sacrifices for his sins in Ezekiel 45, 22, which I've actually mentioned like in the last two shows. I don't come out two months now. Everybody's, hey, I just said that on the previous show. You know. and, uh, uh-huh. But um, it is important that all Christianity, I've, I've only heard one opinion. Um, the Christian church is united that that passage there, which goes from... Oh, I don't know. I mean, it's, it, I've talked about it before, but I mean, it's talking about him over and over again. What, re- what scripture reference are you speaking about, Dave? Let's say from uh, Ezekiel 40 to 45. Yeah, you're talking about like five chapters there. Okay. So it mentions him over and over again, and they unilaterally, historically, without any exception I've ever seen, uh, say that this is Christ. And I'm agreeing. Okay, it's just that he says he makes sacrifices for his own sins, and they completely ignore that passage. They don't even address it. In fact, I was just talking to Josh. I went to the best place on the Internet that I'm aware of. It's called Christianity Stack Exchange, like you know, like stock exchange, but it's stack exchange. And this is the number one website that I'm familiar with where they – you have an opportunity to, to problem solve scriptures, you know, typical scriptures, and you'll have all these people that you know, they, they volunteer to try to figure out, you know, what does this mean? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And uh, they have not even dressed the passage. Because <laughs> I really? looked. Yeah, I looked. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> but there's a problem that you have to solve. You know, Messiah there is sitting. They don't believe that. So, so, so are you saying, like, most people in the church don't understand the, the, that David has mentioned like like a Jesus or Messiah figure in the next No, I've never heard that before. Okay, what there is a there is there's there's really only one interpretation that I've heard. That that the it, it's very simple, okay, and you know you can understand why they would think this. You know, it's kind of like you know. Calvinists trying to prove interbaptism with typology mm-hmm. to circumcision, but you don't prove things with typology. That's not the purpose of typology, to prove yeah. things. Okay? It illustrates things, but it's not there to prove things. Okay? Well, what they're going to say is they say the reason it's used, the, the, the word David is used metaphorically, is because David is a prototype of Christ. It's that simple. And that's why that term is used. That's the only answer I've ever seen, and everyone accepts it. But now, it's, it's, it's virtually impossible to prove that. In other words, what you're trying to do is infallibly prove that his name is not going to be David. You can't do that with Scripture. Possible. What, what did you say? I moved the phone. I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. Um, they're, they're trying to say that the, the, the name David is used metaphorically. Now, you have to understand, a lot of people are not familiar with the Bible, like my listening audience. You know, I mean, uh, there are a lot of them in the 20s and 30s. Yeah. You'd be amazed how many times that term is used. You have to do – it's 
you know, I should have done this. I should have gotten, you can get a lot, people are going to use like an online uh, some kind of online uh, information to discover this. You're not going to use like a Strong's Concordance. You can buy one, you know, but you can do it, use a book if you want. You have to count how many times. And it's remarkable how many times the name David is used. People are not aware of that. In different prophetic books like, you know, Isaiah, Jeremiah, the big ones, you know what I mean? Yeah. In the minor prophets too. Now, let me say this. When I was back in North Carolina, I heard a small town preacher speak about David or David Attic line being the mm-hmm. Messiah, not what the church said that Jesus would be. Or the Christ, like like the mainline church system. Uh, he was yeah. freaking that. That's hard for me to believe that that happened. I'm going to take your word on, but that's not even considered to be a Christian view. So. Yeah. Well, this guy, this guy is sort of like a pastor, uh, pastor Charles. Uh, okay. Well, I'm just going to. He may have been influenced by an older. Um offshoot of Seventh-day Adventism because that older offshoot is what influenced the Branch Davidian group. Yeah. They were an offshoot of an offshoot. Well, this guy was a Baptist preacher, so... Yeah, but he may have been influenced by that teaching. He may have come across it at some point. Yeah. You know, family member. I've never even heard of that kind of thing. Uh, because when people believe that, they tend to congregate with other people who believe that because you're basically going to be an outcast unless you keep your mouth shut. You vocalize that, you'll be fired. I don't understand. This must have been a very small country. Yeah, this was out like in the middle of nowhere. Like yeah, the, of, yeah the sticks. Yeah. Here you go. It was up in the mountains. It was up in the mountains. There you go. Here you go. What, where was it, what state was this in? North Carolina. Well, I've actually learned for instance, like two pastor trumpets, you know, you, on these country churches, they, they do their own thing. I mean, he actually grew up in a church that was, they taught the flat earth. I don't believe in the flat earth. I don't believe the earth is a sphere either, but I mean, um, you would, I, you're, you're like me, you would prefer the flat earth over the, the spherical earth. There's one fundamental reason, by the way. The foundation for all this is whether or not the universe is heliocentric or geocentric, because they're basically opposites. I mean, if it's, if it's not heliocentric, that is like a massive error. I mean, you're, you're massively confused. Yeah. Heliocentrism teaches that the, um, the universe, whatever you want to call it, revolves around the, the sun. Yeah. Okay? And you got it's very important that before this YouTube flat earth movement came along, which I have predicted would fade and is fading. Yeah. Okay. For different reasons. I'm not going to go on that right now. But um, they teach, um, well, they, before it came along, there was a scientific geocentrism. And um, they didn't get into that stuff. They just simply had, I mean, they still believed that the earth was a sphere and all this kind of stuff, but they were geocentric. In other words, they had that one basic truth that yeah. everything either, see, they didn't believe that, the, here's the thing, they believed in planets, okay? They didn't have the ancient view. They had a modern, quote, unquote, scientific view. Um, and so anyway, they believed that the planets were revolving around the Earth. The ancient view, which yeah. to their credit, the flat Earth has picked up on, not much else, by the way, from the ancient world, 
okay? Um, but the, the Earth um, is very large, and you have these small celestial objects, which in the Bible they're called stars and also outside the Bible. But in the ancient world, they didn't believe in planets, okay? So you see the difference between the older and the newer geocentric views? You know, they're actually radically different, although they have something significant in common. You know, I mean, that's a radical difference to believe everything either revolves around the Earth or above it. Because if they're smaller, they're above it. And that's why it's so important for everyone. If people listen to the show, if they have not gone out and seen the cloud behind the moon, you can see it behind the sun too. But when you see that, you're going to have to see it more than once. Because the first time it's like, you, you, there's a good chance you'll believe it because you're going, hold it here. This is a really dark cloud behind the sun. Uh, yeah. We're in trouble. But then like I, two days yeah, later, you're going, I didn't really need that. So you need to see it like two or three times. I've seen <laughs> it when I've, I've seen it in the daytime when I was walking at the beach. It doesn't have to be dark. It, no, it, I've, seen it, I've seen it, it during the daytime. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. But you, it, it, you want to see, you want to look for it at night. Just don't worry about the sun because um, you need to be a sun gazer, uh, basically, to see it. You can only sun gaze in the first and last hour of the day. Um, but um, it's, you, look, you can't have uh, a dark cloud behind the moon uh, if the moon is as far away as they tell you. And remember, they're lying to you. Well, I mean, this is basic common sense, but I mean, when a child looks up in the sky and, until someone corrects them, he's going to think that the sun and the moon are the same size. They, science says, oh, no, you know. Yeah. What do they tell you? The sun is 93 million miles away. That's an occult number, by the way. Yeah. It's a base number, not number 93. It's a cult number. Right. Crowley used it. And um, 39 is important, too. That's why World War II started 39. Anyway, um, it's used in magic for you. What's that? It's important in the uh, gematria as well. But when you see a cloud behind uh, either one of these major celestial objects, it's going to tell you that you've been lied to on a massive scale. You know, but science says, oh, the sun and the moon are completely different. So, you know, look at your eyes and see in the ancient world, people used to believe that they were the same size. Okay, there's kind of illusion with the sun, you know, when it rises, it looks Yeah, like and you know there's a false false moon and a false sun up there. There is here's the thing. You know, knowing the Illuminati, it, we're talking about the boys with the big toys, okay? Yeah. So they as long as God allows them to do something like they'll create any monster or any kind of madman project, you know, like you can see in these old seventies, the horror films, you know, the mad scientists, you know, the James Bond film. They yeah. do They'll do it. They will do anything if they could. If they could. If there was no such thing as a planet, they create the first one. You just keep building and building and make it bigger and bigger, and it comes down to one thing: Is God going to allow you to do that? He's not. Doesn't allow them to do that. Okay, but they'll do anything that they have permission to do. Yeah. Uh, and so they've already done it. So, Dave, let me yeah. ask you. So they're going to do that. So, real quick. Standard procedure, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I understand that. So, Dave, so so I, I know you you believe in a, like the sky is like a, cos, cos, uh, a cosmo ocean or something like that. No, people, when they listen to me, they're going to get confused because you've got two cosmic bodies of water. What did you just say? Two cosmic bodies 
of water. But just stepping back, I just want to clarify. Mm-hmm. They're going to create a false uh, moon. Of course. I've seen and that. they've already done it because you, you show me some docu- documentation. It, it came out. Just a second. Real quick. Before, before the 20th century, where people are talking about a moon in the afternoon. Yeah, I've seen that. Because I don't even remember a, an afternoon moon when I was a kid. Yeah, you're old. You're like 30 years older than me. But I, uh, I, now this is funny. When I was, you want to say one more thing? The reason that we know, absolutely, we know, with absolute certainty, that there is a a false moon, mm-hmm. whatever it is, doesn't matter. We know this for certain, is because the moon has regular predictive movements. Okay, this fake moon does not. And it is highly irregular, and they're not trying to fake it well. What they're doing is some kind of a sociological experiment to see, just like chemtrails. They're not trying to hide chemtrails, right? Right in front of you. And it knows that people don't I, – I always use the example. I, I used to gaze at the sun for years. I never noticed that there was clouds behind it because my mind couldn't process it. Yeah. So my mind didn't see what was right in front of it because it didn't make any sense to my mind because my mind is programmed. It's the same thing with these people. They just say, well, that's just a plane just went by. What, you're trying to say this is some conspiracy? They're spraying us with chemicals? What? This yeah. is crazy. They won't even listen. They won't even consider. I actually had a family member, and I tried to point out, you know, look, up, look, look. You know what he did? He put his head down and looked at the glass. He refused to look up. Wow. There's a highly programmed person right there. Yeah. He's actually – there's a part of him – I've explained on the show that humans are much more complex than you think. Yeah. There's a part of him – it's a defective part. There's, there's a, a defective part of him – I'll just say it's a theory – that is protecting him. I, I used to call it a, a reality crash. Yeah. If you see a cloud behind the moon, your reality may not crash because you may need to see it uh, a couple more times, but it's going to crash if you continue to see it because uh, you're – unless you're – Really protecting yourself from uh, the true reality, uh, but your reality is going to crash real quick. And I just want to give people an update. Um, you know, I can make a whole career out of artificial night sky, cloud behind the moon, stuff like that. I was the first person to talk about these things, okay? And actually, I'm the only person to talk about artificial night sky, any significance I've seen. Um, I thought that it was going to spread around the world, and I would become well-known, and I didn't want to do that. So I waited and waited and waited for God's time. That's the story. That's the backstory. Yes. And then I went, God actually put me on these shows, like Daniel Ott's show, where I talk about that. And then after that, nothing. So that's why I believe that God did that. But um, I, I, it actually is consistent with my view that people's minds are blocked. You can't use reason or documentation or subjective evidence to convince them otherwise. And, um, and that's why I backed up. I said, it's not, I eventually concluded it's not even time yet. Even though God gave me permission to do it, because I used to talk about it on the show, I said, I called it the sign in the sky, but I wouldn't reveal what it was. Yeah. Okay. So I wasn't trying to promote myself or do anything like that. So God he gave me permission. He actually gave me permission by revelation, okay? And I ran checks on it. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, whoa, this could sweep around the world, you know, and what the heck, you know. Uh, but it didn't. And uh, it basically confronted with the wall of silence, okay? By the way, you have all... And people, I'm talking about the cloud behind the moon. Okay, I was the first one to relate that subject to cosmology. At that time, 
back in 2013, 2014, you would find a few little snippets of people who were claiming on YouTube, and I, I don't doubt them, that they had seen a cloud behind the moon. But they, there was no evidence that they were relating it to cosmology. They were actually like asking other people, have you seen this? What is this? Because they didn't have a clue. Yeah. So I'm the first person historically, period. I don't, you can go back 300 years that you can document that I was relating this as a tool to your evidence for the older cosm, traditional cosmology, which everybody used to believe at one time. But now we have science. So we know better. Yeah. You don't hear that science is largely propaganda, although it's like a popular view and things, but there's people out there who say that. They call it scientism, you know. But there's see there's cosmological propaganda. And it's real simple. Anything that's important, any subject's important, they're gonna create propaganda by default. So knowing that, go look for it because it's gonna be there. Yeah. It always is. Yeah. But this is what people believe. And they're also going to create propaganda for the conspiracy theorists. And this will be the most popular conspiracy theory about this particular subject. When you see this constant humdrum repetition about the ice wall, the flat earth movement, 100% unprovable theory. Okay? No one can prove that. Okay? Uh, but it's just like standard procedure. Well, of course, there's an ice wall. I mean, where'd that come from? I'm telling you, it's cosmological propaganda. They float this stuff out, and they just they, they jump on it because they're looking for answers, you see. You know, Eric DeBay, I think he was uh, on the payroll, and he, by the way, he went public. He was all ready to go. Right after I went public about Cloud Behind, cloud behind the Moon, it's kind of like, now, fortunately, there was somebody who actually said this, contacted me. This was their opinion because it's kind of obvious. Then I went on Daniel Ott's show, and sure enough, right after that, here comes Mark Sargent, and he was all ready to go out of the box. You know what I mean? They had these guys waiting in the wings. There's no reason to roll them out there. You see, I don't think they knew what was going to happen either. If any person on any continent with a little persistence, can see this unremarkable sign that's going to crash your cosmology. It has to be wrong. This is one of the most powerful things because you can see it with your naked eye. Okay? I'm not sure. Now, I think they probably knew that it wasn't time yet, which I didn't know. I didn't know. I think they, more, they know more about timing than I do. Okay. I'll first tell you that. So, uh, but they, I don't think they knew for sure. So they're kind of like, um, hmm, why should we go first? Because I've said before, a lot of times it's to their advantage to do that exact thing, but not always. Why would the Illuminati, let's take an example, why would they want to be the first to come out there and publicize there's a cloud behind the moon? Do you think that would be beneficial to them, the propagandists? No. So they didn't, did they? Of course, it wouldn't make any sense. Okay. Do you think that they had a, 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 a reaction? prepared just in case because they here's the thing the movements and actions of god are unpredictable to them you know why because god hides them and they already know that they already know his nature he conceals things and they already know that they have been wrong over and over and over again i'm talking about as high as you can go see that because god is god in their 
men listening to Satan. That's where they get the revelation from. But the revelation they get is only here, – here it is – what God permits. Everything is actually controlled by God. And most Christians don't believe that. They don't like to believe that. You can go again, you know, free will, blah, blah, blah. God controls the data. This is why you don't hear everything um, about reality the day after you're saved. Very basic point that I'd like to illustrate. You know, so people, oh, that's true there, Dave. You know, no, because you can't handle it. So God is doing what? He's withholding the truth from you. I say that because simple Christian minds go, well, God would never withhold the truth from a true believer. See how simple their thinking is? And notice that is an emotional belief based on their emotional concept of God and how he's all loving. And because he's all loving, he would never withhold a good thing from you, would he? But this is what they believe. Now, can you believe it? What have I said over and over? A childlike belief. It is a childlike belief. In fact, the average Christian will go all through his entire life, never eat, not only will he not ponder the origin of the soul one single time, like, can you do that for five minutes in the course of your life? Okay. No. They just repeat what they heard. The soul is created at the moment of conception. Same thing with cosmology. Is cosmology an important subject? Of course, it has to do with the fabric reality. Do they ever ponder that subject? No, they believe what science says, right? This is true, isn't it? All right, I think Matt got dumped. I'm right and, here. Oh, you know what I was going to say next? What was, I, what was Dave going to say next? He was going to say, I, this is kind of a tradition on this show. Well, we have conspiracy theories that they dump you. So it's not like I'm saying yeah. that no, I, I, I'll still, about you. <laughs> I'm right here. But uh, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, I know we only have a couple more minutes, probably, but um, there's some people, and I, I've I've read and studied uh, that uh, Jerome put Lucifer in the Bible. You know something? I I'm glad you just said Jerome because I think I misspoke earlier. I meant to say uh, Saint Jerome. He uh, he was the guy that I, bet I just mentioned him. Recently, he he created the Texas Receptors, the main person involved with that. Who did I say earlier? I don't think it was Jerome. Did I say Jerome? No, he didn't. When I was talking about the female copyists, I was talking about Saint Jerome. So I, you said you said Josephus. There, yes. Josephus. He was a. I'm glad we caught that. I'm not going to edit that out. It's too much work. But Josephus was a first century. Um, Judean historian, supposedly impossible to prove that he exists, and I actually don't believe that he did. You can't prove either way. So, an improvable theory. It, I just want to say, too, it's an unprovable theory that if the name David is not literal. Now, when I say that, I want everyone to understand there's no quote-unquote proof text that you can appeal to because that subject is not specifically addressed in Scripture, right? You cannot prove with the Bible that the name is not supposed to be David. Why do we have a big problem with this, okay? 
if God wants to change, let's say Jesus, he comes back in the second advent, and uh, now his name is David, okay? What is it? If God wants to do that, he can do it. But they can't allow that. And I'm going to tell you, there's a satanic agenda to disguise everything about this person. Should we be surprised? And that agenda also includes that subject. Does Satan want you to know what his name is? No. go. Now, they're going to allow this stuff out in a format that Christians are immediately going to reject. And they'll actually profit the, the propagandists. And so there we have David Koresh. Notice that David Koresh is talking about an imperfect Messiah. Of course, he's discrediting the entire thing because he's claiming to be the <laughs> imperfect Messiah, which we all know to be false, right? But is the concept of, let me put it real quick. The church has never lifted a single finger historically to refute the theological concept of an imperfect Messiah. Can you think of one single thing they've done? Because they've done nothing, all right? So what we get is David Koresh and then everybody, you know, universal condemnation. And, you know, I'm not going to give an opinion on that, you know. I'm not going to stand by David Koresh, neither are you, right? He had some things figured out. The question is, where did he get this information? I believe he was programmed to discredit the whole subject uh, through guilt by association, which I've said and I've experienced this myself. It's the most powerful form of propaganda. You have to experience that. It's not something you're going to realize quickly. There's no way to realize it quickly. That's an opinion. You cannot prove that opinion. You have to explore that. It may take you a few years, and you'll come back. Hey, that was a good point you made. <laughs> back in the 2017 show, I've been doing a lot of thinking about that. And I think that is the most powerful form of propaganda. Uh, actually, you know something? Are you still there? Yeah, I'm right here. I just realized for the first time I've given a conflicting opinion because I think that other times I've said that the wall of silence is the most form, uh, powerful form of propaganda. But um, the thing about the wall of silence, you're not doing anything. There's no information. So it's kind of like apples and oranges. I'd have to think about that. Now, what I said um, chronologically, I came out earlier and saying that um, guilt by association, and then like in 2019, I really emphasized the wall of silence. You'd hear me say that. I put it in a podcast title one time. And, uh, in other words, you don't want a debate on this sensitive subject. You don't want any kind of discussion at all. That's why the doctrine of emanation is never condemned by a church council. They don't want people thinking about that subject, and they don't want people talking about that subject, and that's why they don't want a debate about it, and they don't even want to condemn it because that would bring historical attention to it. So let's just completely whitewash it and make it go away. And that's what they've done. So do you see uh, – let's take all these Christian – you'll see them out there. I'm not impressed with any of them, okay? But um, the apologetic ministries on, – on, these are on, online. You know what I mean? They may not have like a physical location. They're just online, you know, and uh, 
they're there to tell, you know, they're going to be cult busters usually and expose the new age, right? Um, they, they're completely clueless about these subjects. And by, by a number of things, too, but that's another subject. So they have simple answers for simple people, and they're easily believed, you know? And a lot of these answers that they have, because they don't, they will almost universally condemn anything having to do with conspiracy. Go look them up. Because I've seen it. They use one passage. Yeah. I've seen that too. And uh, I was in Isaiah 8. There's an Isaiah 7. And they take, they're always trying to talk about people wrenching the scriptures out of context. That's what you're doing. That passage has nothing to do with this present day. It has to do with rumors that were circulating at that particular time. And God is basically saying, don't worry about these things. These rumors. Rumors about conspiracies. You're always going to have rumors about conspiracies, right? That's all it's talking about, and it happened a long time ago. And you want to take this passage and use it as a proof text to condemn all conspiracy theories? Can you please – you ask these people, well, are there any conspiracy theories that you acknowledge as being true? I mean if you had a face-to-face conversation like on Zoom, they kind of look at you with a blank look because they just realized uh, they've never thought about this before. This is true. You know why? Because they're not thinking. They've never done any kind of significant thinking about conspiracy theories. And this is one of the reasons why Christians are really lagging, and, and, and there's, there's an answer for all this. Same thing over and over. Uh, God's not helping them. Now, how do we figure that out? Well, ask yourself this question. Is God helping them? No. The only way you could possibly not hit that over, have that hit you over the head is to just not be aware. Well, you know, I don't you know, people say stuff like this now. Well, I don't think the subject of conspiracy theories is very important. That's why you're, you're kind of forcing them to think. They'll have like a, a pebble answer like that, as if that answers anything or solves anything. You're not going anywhere, buddy. You're not proving anything. That's your opinion. That's an uneducated opinion, by the way, uneducated opinion. These are people who don't. The thing is, things are changing every year. People are getting – American society is getting more conspiratorial. But still, most people, they don't think about conspiracies. And there's a simple reason why. They've been programmed into believing that has to do with negative subjects. And people don't like to think about negative things. They like to think about things that make them feel good. The primary reason why people ignore conspiracy theories is because they don't make them feel good. Uh, conspiracy theories can make you feel good, not necessarily in a good way, but when you're acquiring all this knowledge, like in your, you could be 19, you could be 24, you know what I'm talking about. These yeah. guys, just, I mean, just like a, just soaking it all in, you know what I mean? They start getting a big ego, and they get all excited, oh, because I discovered this, and all these ignorant people in my neighborhood, they don't know anything, but I know about it, and they want to tell you it has to do with the ego. Eventually, you'll kind of settle out, you know, after all your arguing, arguing, debating for 15 years. You didn't accomplish it. We squat, okay, on the Internet, and you start, you know, uh, you know what you get? You actually get residual fatigue and just move on to something uh, more profitable. profitable. Yeah. It's not hard to figure out, you know, but you can't tell them this. 
they want to win the argument and prove that they're the king of the hill. And, you know, when you get older, you don't care about being the king of the hill anymore. You just don't care. <laughs> That's a good thing. Yeah. That has to do with experiential knowledge. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, now me in my 30s, how it was like 15 years ago, totally different. Well, let me ask you a question, though. What is your – now, you don't believe in a spherical earth, obviously. I'm sorry? What did you say? You don't believe in a spherical earth. No, I don't. Or heavily eccentric universe. Um, I got quite a few people that listen to the show. Maybe I don't talk about cosmology enough, and I have talked about it. It stretches quite a bit. Um, but not necessarily like a whole plant show or anything. It just kind of comes up. But I mean, um, I mean, they're flat earthers, you know, and uh, because they're influenced by them. I mean, it, and that's a good example. If you just keep repeating something, mm-hmm. they'll go with a common opinion. Dave will come along and say, "Well, the Earth's surface is irregular. It's both <laughs> concave and convex." You go, "What did you just say?" And by the way, how do you refute that? This is so simple. I said this stuff years before. No one ever refuted it, and the reason I said it is because you can't refute it, and that's why I said it, okay? And here it is, and there's a number of other things too, and nobody's refuted anything. And why? Because I said something that no human being can refute unless they have access to privileged information and technology, but we don't, okay? And so it's virtually impossible to prove that the Earth is – here we go. Number one is – I'm not curvature – is slightly concave. In other words, if you go up in a balloon or whatever you're going to do, shoot your rocket, you're not going to be able to detect it. They don't want to hear this, right, because they want certainty. Everyone wants certainty. And we solved the problem, and we have the answer. Send more money to us because, you know, don't you want to reward us for solving the problem? You solve anything. You can't even learn how to think. Buddy, okay? Uh, number two, it's virtually impossible for any of us in the public sector to infallibly prove that the earth is um, slightly curved the other way, either convex or concave, okay? And we're talking about slight curvature. In other words, it, it actually appear to be flat. Do I believe this? No. I believe it's um, – I don't believe it's that slight. I believe it's more significant, okay? The third one. Uh, it's virtually impossible to prove that the Earth is slightly concave or slightly convex. You ever hear an intelligent discussion about this sing- one single time? Because I never have. And what this does, it proves something. I just proved something. And what did I prove? Uh, none of these people were very bright, and they haven't even learned how to think. I'm talking about fundamentals. So they haven't got there yet. There you go. Now, I think the flat Earth is propaganda. You know, you start talking about, you know, well, what about Mount Everest? What I did, you know, before you're going to do anything, let's talk about one thing. We use words to communicate in a highly weaponized language, by the way, called English. So we already got a problem. We don't have the proper words to communicate effectively because they haven't given them to us. Okay? But the first thing you want to do is define your terminology if you're going to have a discussion. Are we going to do that? No. So who's the authority that can establish what is to be properly defined as, quote, unquote, flat? 
Now, that discussion may have happened by now. It wasn't happening. I don't – that movement is so ridiculous to me, I don't – I gave up on it. <clears throat> I don't even pay attention to it. Anymore. It's a waste of my time because I'm not learning anything. I, I'll learn about the flat earth movement. I don't need to learn about them because I don't care because i got other things to do. They're not important, and they will be historically forgotten because they didn't accomplish anything. What they did is they um, they critiqued and altered uh, modern uh, heliocentric propaganda and largely ignored the historical traditional view. That's all they did. Okay. Just forget about heliocentric propaganda and start all over again. And they, they have done that. They don't reach back uh, to history. So we didn't answer something that you brought up. I'm glad I finished something in there. <clears throat> so the scriptures clearly teach about a celestial ocean. And notice I said celestial. I could use the word cosmic and, and make, you know, uh, out the idea that there's two cosmic oceans. There's nothing wrong with the word cosmic, but I would. It's best to um, refer to the upper one as celestial, to distinguish from the lower one, which is cosmic. You got to remember, and nobody's ever going to come out. And say, well, this is not true, you know. But if you see all the ancient cosmologies depicted, which you can't really trust, okay, and you have older and newer cosmologies like the Chinese one or something like that, that will change over time, just like, you know, the Greeks had a cause. Uh, uh, people would question this, you know. But the older view, I was just looking at this like two days ago. Uh, or was it yesterday? The Greek view of Oceanus was originally a cosmic ocean, and it yes. evolved into a world-encircling ocean. Yep. That is a more... Uh, that's not the the older view. See that? See, look at any kind of information. Okay, typically it evolves over time. It doesn't get better. We're talking about. Think of it as one thing, tradition. And then it's easier to, if you think about it as a tradition, then it's easier to understand that all traditions deteriorate over time. See that? See, we don't think of science as tradition, right? Science is a lot different. Science is actually antagonistic to tradition. They stop and think about it. what traditions do you know about our past? Does Illuminati promote in Western culture? They don't like tradition. See that? They're anti-tradition. They want you to just jettison all of that. It's a little bit complex because they don't want that to do that with everybody. Okay. This gets into racial issues. <laughs> but for the Caucasian, uh, you don't get any tradition. Everyone else, oh, they can celebrate their traditions as much as they want. It's all encouraged. <laughs> they even have a um there was some kind of a radicalist, I don't remember his name. I mean you just he's a radical, okay? A black man in the 60s, he came up with a uh, holiday for black people so they wouldn't have to um, feel bad about not participating in Christmas, which is – see, in these people's mind, a lot of them, okay, a lot of religious black people out there, okay, at least they were historically, but <laughs> things have changed. That's an important subject. But um, that is viewed as like a, um, 
a white man's religion. Okay, yeah. we're not talking about these little tiny groups out there that are so minuscule that they're not even worth talking about. People are claiming, you know, that well, we're, we're actually the Israelites, didn't you know? <laughs> we're not talking about those people. Show me uh, any kind of significant group out there talking about that kind of stuff in the 19th century. We don't have to go back that far. It's primarily an internet phenomenon, okay? But anyway, so anyway, let me go back to the ocean. So there are all these ancient cosmologies, the way they're depicted, like in Bing images or group images, you actually see this ocean. That's the ancient Hebrew view, see? And they didn't carry that over into these um, revisionist cosmologies where they're they're critiquing heliocentric, what I call propaganda, because they're just ignoring the ancient world. And so when I first got on this podcast, we had discussions, me and Connie, because one of the reasons we clicked is because we both had an ancient view. She actually did. But you can understand, why would they have an ancient view or emphasis on ancient view? It's very simple. I'm a devolutionist. So from the perspective of a devolutionist, as a general rule, everything is deteriorating. And you understand why um, traditions would deteriorate. There's a simple reason why uh, traditions would deteriorate. It's because you have Illuminati propagandists with massive uh, resources and motivation. They want to serve Satan well, okay? They're going to get in there and confuse everybody. They look at us as ignorant peasants. We don't deserve to have any knowledge. They don't want us to know anything significant, so they're going to create propaganda. Well, they did, they're going to do it about important subjects like cosmology. So where's the, where's the propaganda? Well, you're going to have people eventually like Pythagoras who says, well, I, you know, the earth – or excuse me, um, the sun is a sphere, okay? That might – or, or belief in planets. Yeah. Mm, that might surprise people because I was, Dave, are you saying that the Earth is not a sphere? You know. Um, overview. It's difficult to prove this. This is a different subject. It's just something that's not easily proved. I believe it was a disk, the older view. But I can't really prove that. That's what I believe, too, the both sun and the moon. That's why the moon, everybody acknowledges it has a, a, a face on the moon, quote, unquote, face, right? Yeah. Anybody have a problem with that? Notice it's always facing the earth. <laughs> so almost everything they tell you about how things work is false. This is propaganda. So they're going to tell you, well, actually, it's revolving. But it's kind of complex, but it always faces the earth. It's like this precise little song and dance, and that's just the way it works. And you're going to believe that because you're going to believe science. If you don't believe science, you're going to be weird. And you actually are weird. Do you realize what happens if you're a college professor and you go against these things? Um, you're probably not going to have a job. So see, it's money and security that keeps the propaganda going, a basic desire for security. Do you want to have a job? Do you want to fit in? Do you want to be loved? Do you want to be accepted? These are basic human desires and needs. It took care of all that. So people just total on it. And, of course, society – Excuse me, science is promoted everywhere. Now, we see that now. You see, they have the simple pat answers, you know, for the back seat. Let's just trust science. If you don't trust science, see, that's like a cult. You're, you're a cultist. You're the cult. 
Hey, Dave. What they do, by the way, what they're doing right now is both sides, conservatives and um, the left, are referring to each other as mentally ill. They're claiming that Republicans are mentally – I'm not a Republican, but they're claiming that these people are mentally ill. And they're also claiming that religious uh, Christians are mentally ill. Yeah. Maybe you haven't heard this yet. This is where no, I've heard this. No. I'm familiar with that. Um, it's getting late. I don't want to yeah. set it off because you're in a flow, and I'm, I want to listen, but it's getting late. Yep. Excuse me. I haven't talked um, 50 minutes beyond what I said I could, and I think what's happening downstairs, same old thing. What's happening, people used to sit upright and go to bed at a regular time in the evening and get up and go to work. Ever since the TV came back, okay, this is powerful mind control technology. I talked about on a previous show about my experience with it when I went to a – I've never fallen asleep in public ever. But I didn't, I didn't go to movie theaters that much, so I, I went to see a film I should be interested in, The Mothman, and promptly fell asleep. This never happened. Why did it happen? I literally figured out is it, I, my body wasn't adapted to that. Maybe the second time that I went, it wouldn't have happened because I started to adapt. Your body will adapt to anything good or bad, okay? That's what humans are. But um, they can't even go to bed now. What it does, it causes them to fall asleep all across America. You know this. I mean, my dad used to do this. He'd fall asleep uh, in the chair and then wake up later and then go to bed. He might wake up two, it'd be 2 o'clock in the morning. You know what I mean? But they can't get to bed. So, and then when they do wake up, they go to bed. They fall asleep on a couch in all these strange positions. I'll just say, the guy last night that was... This is totally bizarre. He fell asleep on a couch, but he was in a prayer position. He was literally on his knees, and his – you have to say this, believe it. His face was planted on the, on the couch in a prayer position. I was a little suspicious about that. It was kind of programming that I know – actually, I don't know what they're throwing at us. I know it's extremely powerful, yeah. and that's why the government wanted you to have these new – uh, the new technology, remember when it came out and they were giving it away for free? Is this true? It is so was that all wonderful, just like the vaccines? I mean, wow, you know. And now, just today, we see a story. The post office is giving out uh, I think it's like four or five free tests for anyone locally. Go to your local post office, you get your free um, you know, COVID nineteen tests. Then if you go to a guy like Productions and put putting the word test, and uh, you may want to take a shot of whiskey uh, if you're not – protect yourself a little bit emotionally. Uh, it's all bad, okay? Nothing good. Uh, you say, well, these are conspiracy theories. Okay, they're all false about what's going – I'm not saying anything. I'm saying people are discovering – these are qualified people too. What is actually going on with these tests? They put them in your nose, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You start with graphene oxide. That's one of the primary things. But they're, going to put, they're putting that in the water, or they are going to put it in. You can put up graphene oxide. And there's theories about how uh, links up with 5G and the zombie apocalypse. It just goes on and on. They're I using mean, it now as chemtrails, too. 
Well, it's all over the place. So graphene oxide, you can see videos of it. It has some kind of intelligence to it. It's really freaky. Yeah. You ever watch this? It, 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 they come together in these little groupings. There's some kind of intelligence, unless it's programmed from a distance, or both could be true. Um, it's scary looking. And you see this? Because this is what you have in your body now. Um, of course, they say, well, there's no graphene oxide in the vaccines. Approve it. Is, is there a, here's the thing. Well, it's not a vaccine. It's DNA therapy. Check this out, Matt. Do you, have you ever heard one single time, remember I talked about the wall of silence, where the media or the government or the pharmaceutical companies or any of these experts have come out and said this particular ingredient that someone's claiming is in a vaccine is not in the vaccine. Have you ever heard them deny it? You know no. why? There's a simple reason why. Because they don't want a discussion or debate. That's the only possible reason. They, why would you not, why wouldn't you come out and say, that's not true? This, these conspiracy theorists are claiming that this is in the vaccine. It's not in the vaccine. You know how they never do that? Now, if you're thinking for yourself and you thought how to think straight for a little bit, you use that older term, huge massive flag just went up. See, you're just supposed to trust science, and here it is. Don't think. You say trust – they actually say trust – they trace trust the science or trust science, but what they should say, trust the science and don't think because that's what it is. Like I said – I've said before, there are no debates about vaccines, right? And I said for years, this is this whole society is a cult from the ground up. You were born into a cult, and when you're in a cult, the cultist doesn't discover he's in a cult, do they? No. No, you're not supposed to know. So you don't believe you're in a cult, and you can infallibly prove it's a cult by the educational system because um, – expand this it's, – it's, no one's you can't refute this, okay? But um, you know they give you a test, you know, grade, and you have to pass these tests. They tell you what the answers are. See that? It's like an occult, you know. And uh, you either agree with them or you fail. This is most most most. It's um, less noticeable, obviously, in mathematics, but there is theoretical mathematics, quantum math, all that stuff. Okay, that's but. You know, that's the most reliable science. But when you're talking about history, that's where you know what I mean? It gets really bad. You know what I mean? I mean, you could easily make the case. Let's say I make the case that, well, they just manufactured every day before the 14th century. Okay. Uh, come out and disprove that. You're not going to be able to do that. So, you know, that's a wild conspiracy theory. Well, it's a wild conspiracy theory to you, and you can't disprove it. They'll say, oh, it doesn't matter because uh, there's no authorities to believe that. Right, there's no authorities. Just like there's no authorities in the Christian academic community that have acknowledged the, um, <clears throat> the possibility of highly sophisticated infiltration in the Christian church, either through propaganda or just you know invasion. Any significant discussion of that? I said in the academic community down through the centuries, there's nothing. I've never discovered, dis- discovered a single thing now just to make it simple well this still holds true i was going to say you know before the uh internet era it's it's true after the internet era there are no i I actually 
gosh, you know. Who? When? Yeah. Nobody. Let me qualify that. Christian academic community does not do conspiracies ever historically. There. So who's right and who's wrong? What you need to do is think for yourself because they're not thinking. And you know why, Matt? Because they were born into the same cult. Yep. And it's a curse from God. You're all born in this cult. All right, man, I'm going to let you go. Well, it's been good, man. Uh, well, we should have virtually nothing except um, going to say something about it. These kids are wearing masks home. They're so obedient, so programmed. That's basically all I had to show. I had some other stuff. Uh, I thought yeah. I'd save it for later. Yeah, next time I'm going to have some stuff. I have some stuff written out. Maybe we could do another show another yeah, time. Yeah, um, have some um, – Usually when you and I show uh, do a show, we don't really have anything prepared. It's just like a discussion. So, yeah. But it, it focuses mainly on what you want to do. Yeah. I let you do what you want to do. To a degree. Sometimes I, sometimes I try. I, I, sometimes well, I'm I, talking about coming into the whole thing, it, not how it plays out along the way. Yeah. But sometimes when I'm trying to say something, you I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but you can I know. You overtalk me. I know, but you have to understand when you talk about these complex subjects, and I, my, my focus from the very beginning, my calling from God was apologetics. You have to talk and give evidence for these things. You're not even accomplishing anything. And with all of that, all I'm really doing is, is stimulating some thinking because I already said on this particular show, if you're going to try to really prove, you've got to get all the evidence out, and that's going to be a completely different format. And I think a lot of younger people wouldn't even like the show. They would stop listening. You know, going through the scriptures, rote by rote. Yeah. You're, going to have, you're not even going to have a conversation. It's just going to be me talking. So normally people, a lot of times they want to talk more, but they have to understand I have to give evidence. I have to talk a lot. And the more esoteric, the more out of the box, the more talking I have to do. Otherwise, I just sound like a crazy person. Stop and think. If I just had conversations, never gave evidence. By the way, there's a person who's done that. Come on the show. His name is Pastor Charles. <laughs> Isn't that funny? You listen to him. He never gave evidence for anything. He actually said he has a high opinion of the Bible, but he comes on the show and says the Bible is a trick book. And I'm like horrified. And he doesn't even get it. He just drops it in your lap. Doesn't even bother to give any evidence at all. You see, that's like the opposite of what I'm doing. I cannot do that. Yeah. So, but the show I developed my own delivery. I'm doing something that gets in the category one. You don't see people ranting. It's a rant. Yeah. You don't see it historically. People didn't talk like this. Uh, they couldn't record it anyway. But um, there really isn't anybody that talks like this now. You know, well, I, I don't know anybody. Not on the internet, no. And the reason I do this, it developed over time because there, I, there's all this information people need to hear they're not hearing, and you got to talk quickly. And it's just a huge data dump, and it's too much to process. Just like when we talked about before the show, we talked about how um, if you're really going to start pondering these things, you have to. Um, Play the podcast several times, which is the fans of the show do. 
and you actually have to take notes, and you actually said you did both of those things. I remember when Anita first started listening, and a lot of, a lot of people, like Emily, mm-hmm. first thing you did was start writing down notes. Yeah, I, yeah, I've done that back in... Uh, you have to I, do that. When I first heard you in 2016. Yeah. Yeah. But see, the thing was, for, for myself, and I told you this in the text, um, like six months, probably in the latter part of 2015, because I, I see the conspiracies in the church system, and, it, and what I was studying, the Lord was showing me, that it didn't add up, but I was kind of, I didn't know where to go, and I was like, I'm about to give up and say, screw it, you know, <clears throat> to be honest, and I'm not trying to be foul language. And I said, Lord, please, uh, please. Uh, show me or lead me to somewhere else where I could be on another level for understanding because I was mm-hmm. in my I was in my early early late twenties early thirties and I said I need something to help because people my age and stuff a lot of them not not all but a lot of them are just church system uh, I'm tired of it. I question everything since I was seven years old and I've been an outcast I said Lord I'm about to I'm about to turn my back on you I'm just going to be like whatever. And then, and then, 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 lo and behold, a few months later, they told me to go to talk shoe. Early part of 2016, it was like February, mm-hmm. and lo and behold, you were online. Yeah, there's other people that have had those uh, same kind of testimonies. They prayed, and right after that, they discovered the show, so people can make of that what they want. And, uh, yeah. and I'm going to be honest. If, if I hadn't heard what I was thinking and understanding, and then I studied for myself and I was about taking notes, I would, like I told you, I would probably, I, I would probably wouldn't have believed anymore in the, in the Lord and anything other because the church system just wore me out, and I thought it was a bunch of crap. Mm-hmm. I was already there uh, before I heard you, but I said, Lord, I don't give up. I know somehow you're real. I know that that. Church system doesn't make sense to me. I question everything, and I haven't had any answers. So I, I said, Lord, please leave me. And like three months later, in like February 2016, I started listening to you. And then that's when I, I, I talked to you like in uh, July. Mm-hmm. So I just I want to ask you a question, but again, before we go. So there's the cosmic ocean is an ancient view, but that is um, – we studied that in our history class when I was in fourth grade. Yeah, that's on Earth, and uh, what we call Earth, imagine it like a big island. Yeah. If you want to make it round, go ahead. But yeah. there's other land masses, and you're going, what? Let's say like in the mind of the flat Earth there, you got the ice ring. And they, it's funny, they will, I just came across this video the other day, I didn't watch it. This guy's going to tell you what's outside the ice ring, and he's, he's doing it like, like he knows. Nobody knows. Nothing. You have to have revelation. You haven't been there. Okay. <clears throat> what we've been told by revelation, this yeah. is, it's the opposite of what the truth is. There is a massive landmass. <clears throat> oh, it's not a wing. It's the opposite. It's very broad. Um, you couldn't cross it in the Dave, early 20th no, century and die because it's too it's it's massive yeah and outside that is this ocean and then you have other large land masses that are comparable with what what we call earth i don't know how big they are you've got one in the east one in the uh 
west, and the angels told us there's actually one in the south, and I think maybe in the north, too. But I don't think they're large. Yeah. Okay, but did you want to say something? Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, uh, I need to go because it's getting... I wanted to ask you, though, because I'm just curious. I mean, what is your view of the Earth's slope? Is it flat? You think it's flat? No, I don't think... Uh, from what I've studied, because I went to a private school, and we were taught in uh, uh, science at a private school mm-hmm. that from the Greeks that it was a was a cosmic ocean and it was a mixture of flat and, and a curvature. Yeah, they taught that, but I've never seen any kind of uh, authority that claims. Yeah, let's say you know I don't even. <laughs> In, even in the medieval period, uh, and I don't really believe. I don't know. Like, ocean. I don't know. Nobody has the absolute truth of any opinion of cosmology. This is very important. Yeah, because you have to have revelation. I got to qualify this. I'm only talking about Western civilization, because I've said in the show, you know, like people like in Jainism, like it's uh, Eastern religion. Most people, not, they have their own cosmology. They laugh. No, I've heard of it. Science. I've studied it. They no, think Western science is a joke. Which it is. They yeah. can see it. They're traditionalists. They, they haven't budged. They're, yeah. they're uninfluenced by um, propaganda, and the Illuminati just kind of overlooks them. That, you know. But here's an easy way. Forget the words you know, flat, convex, concave. It, very simple. Ponder the possibility. It's like a middle position, okay? Some middle positions are not right in the middle. They're closer to one of the other extremes. The Earth's surface is simply, it has significant irregularity. In other words, it's irregular surface. Do you ever hear people talking about this? It's either a sphere or it's flat. This is idiocy. Can't people see this? It is. If you're going to use the word flat over and over without ever qualifying your terms, you're not even communicating. I don't care how much you're making on your monetized YouTube channel. You're not a scholar. And you actually need to be rebuked because you've confused all kinds of people. You don't even know how to use proper language to communicate. You don't use the word flat. A flat earth is completely impossible to prove because um, what's God's opinion, by the way? It, maybe God thinks that, let's say that it's kind of flattish. But because you have Mount Everest, okay, that that bump is big enough to disqualify the term flatter. So God would never use the word flat. He'd use something different. Can you think about that? No, they want to pat themselves on the back that they've discovered something great. And now we want to communicate it and prove that our view is right. The best way to do that, remember why I said propaganda is most effective when it's simple, is to Put it out there in a simplified form. And where that simplified form come from? From your simple mind that obviously has not even thought about these things. I'm talking about there is no discussion on YouTube about whether there is a cosmic ocean or not. Yeah. There's nothing. No one even tries to prove it wrong. Well, my point stands. There you go. No discussion. Just like you know, when I talk about frozen minds. How can you have this kind of God? He froze all the minds, and that's basically it. So anyway, put that in a podcast title someday. I come up with podcast titles before I even do the podcast. I said, well, that'd be a nice title. 
Frozen Minds. It's actually yeah. list. It might actually be <laughs> the title of this podcast. All right, man. I'm gonna let you go, man. Hey, I uh, appreciate your time, and uh, maybe we could do something else. Where I'll have some material as well to ask mm-hmm. you, stuff, and we could go from there, maybe soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but thank you for your time, and uh, always appreciate you. And may the Lord bless you and give you favor, and may His face shine upon you. Thank you for that. Okay, Matt. Uh, thanks for your contribution and. Uh, Largely had to do with listening tonight. But uh, when I go for stretches where I don't talk, I tend to talk more when I come back. Yeah. Next time we can do something, I have some stuff about uh, my uh, CI stuff. Maybe we can talk about that okay. later. Uh, anytime we have uh, anything that target individual in the title, it always gets more downloads on YouTube because there's this community out there. I think there's a lack of material. At least yeah. on iTunes, there is. There's definitely a lot. And they will just, I mean, that podcast, I did a podcast with a lady one time. Her name was Karen. And it still gets a lot of downloads today just because it says target individuals. Yeah, I, I did a show. I was interviewed back in 2014 when I, 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 was, I was interviewed two times that year with a, it's called, it was called Late Night in the Millions. And, hmm. That's my me, and then there was another person that was TI. That was mm-hmm. the most downloads. It was like ten times more than other stuff. Yeah, I'm just talking about iTunes. Yeah. Well, this it's was uh, this was on uh, Freaker Radio and uh, oh yeah, Freaker, and then YouTube. The reason that happens, by the way, is why iTunes is a lot different than TalkShoe. I mean, TalkShoe does have a search engine, but they, these people are deliberately putting the word targeted individuals in the iTunes search engine, and that's how they find, you know, the, these discussions. Yeah. They're looking for it. Yeah. 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 Uh, the search engine is better than uh, TalkShoe's. Yeah. So. Okay, Matt. We'll let you go. and. Uh, All right, man. Catch you again soon, hopefully, right? All right, man. Uh, I'll, I'll talk to you soon. I'll probably send you text in the next few days. All right. You, you take care and have a blessed one. Yeah, God bless you, too. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, catch you later. On the other side. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.